0: Today's episode is brought to you by Reef Builders, winner of Best of Hows, five years running. Reef Builders is a Tempe, Arizona-based, full-service, design-build construction company. What's a design-build company? It means you deal with one company for everything. Reef Builders is able to take your vision and bring it to life by drawing your plans, producing photorealistic, high-resolution 3D renderings of your kitchen, baths, and more, helping you design and pick your finishes, and finally, executing that vision. With their years of building experience and a superior client experience, using tools such as online project management software through their client portal that allows you to see your renovation in real time. Whether you're in town, on vacation, or living in another state, you have access to job progress photos, your build schedule, financials, and much more anywhere in the world. So if you're looking for a complete bath or kitchen renovation, a complete home renovation, a custom home designed and built, or a boutique commercial project built out, Reef Builders can deliver it. Reef Builders. Your vision, their experience delivered. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Tactical Hour. Today we have a full house. Uh, I think this is the first time we've had uh, four people, including uh, Chris from Forty Volt meeting here, so it's pretty tight. Probably going to start sweating real soon. But today we have Dan Grover, captain. Um, we have Heidi Liguori. She's back. She, she came from episode two. Uh, she'll be giving her perspective as a professional counselor. And, of course, we have Chris Stewart. I'm not going to get into uh, Dan and his background because Chris will do that better than I will because I'll screw that up. But I just wanted to tell you guys today's episode will be a tearjerker. Um plan on it being a little bit sad for for everybody. Uh, I'll cry first just to get it out of the way. But um, today's episode will be uh, just one of those things where it's you're going to want to listen to how Captain Grover um, dealt with the situation he was in because it's unique for most people to have to go through it. And we're hoping that uh, those of you that choose to listen to it will actually learn from him and how he handled it because from my perspective, he handled it better than anybody could possibly handle it. Uh, so we want to get that word out there, and I'll turn it over to Chris to kind of give a little bit more background on that.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, so, yeah, so we invited Dan to come down and, and talk because this is Make the Difference, um, and it's specific. You know, we're calling this the Tactical Hour, so it has a lot of fire service-related uh, things that we talk about, and this is a pretty serious one. And I, and Dan's not here just because he's had to, uh, uh, you know, had to, uh, had tragedy in his career necessarily but Dan's here because he's a super valuable member of the Phoenix Fire Department I think he has a perspective to to offer us it's actually really important and uh uh and and not just about uh any one subject so uh I'm really excited to, for for him to be here and uh I'll say thank you and thank you for Heidi for sitting and listening to us knuckleheads uh talk about uh, crazy things and uh, so because I, uh, Heidi
0: was invited, I think Dan was more kidnapped, tranquilized, and right. drugged through the floor yes. to give it a
2: chance. 100% yes. roped into this. Yeah.
1: Remember that scene yeah. in old school? Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm still wondering when the handcuffs you're, come you're, off so yeah. I can at least get comfortable. You're in a padded yes. room. Yes.
2: <laughs> they cannot yeah. hear you. This screening. is not the first time I've been in a padded room. <laughs> uh,
1: so, yeah, so Dan, I, I'll actually, uh, we wanted to hear a little bit about you on the front end and uh, kind of. Uh, who you are, where you're from, um, and then some things that maybe led or drove you to the Phoenix Fire Department uh, and and the fire service kind of in general, um, because uh, I think that's important. And uh, one thing I'm learning is how many cool stories are actually out there of our members in in their prior lives, because we all know each other in our present lives, but we don't uh, often know much about uh, each one of us in our prior lives. So um, yeah, I'll turn it over to you if you'd like to.
2: Well, uh, my name is Dan Grover. I'm not a Phoenician. I'm not from Phoenix. I'm from Sturgis, South Dakota, where they have the big motorcycle rally. I was born and raised, went to high school there. Uh, my dad was uh, a gold miner for, uh, if you ever seen the movie on Deadwood, that's where he worked. And he worked for that like guy. In for Deadwood? In Deadwood. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. So that, that whole movie is based over the company that he worked for. So it was the... San Fr- the guy that owned the San Francisco newspaper came up and took all the mining plots. and Yeah, that was the guy my dad worked for for 36 years, and I worked for for a while myself. So
1: You worked in the mines?
2: Yeah, I worked in the mines uh, all the way through college. Well, I started before college, and then uh, I worked all the way through college because they had a little uh, program where every time the college student would have a break, like Christmas break, spring break, summer break, whatever, we could go back into the mines and start working again. You know they would take us. It was. was What'd you do? It was incredible. I mean, that was probably my first introduction to culture.
0: (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. (laughs) Well, it's.
2: I think. I think every company, every big large organization has its own culture to it, and this was no different. And they they had their own culture. It was, it was real similar to the you know the one we're in now, but it was different. I mean, all cultures are different. They manifest into their own little thing and stuff and you know it it was it was a good experience for me you know I mean I worked 7,200 feet underground what was your so. job like
0: what, what specifically did you do
2: well I did a lot of things so, so yeah, so that's yeah. I mean the Talent. the beginning of my shift how does be, it start
1: yeah I don't I don't the, even know anything about the it.
2: beginning of your shift is it's a complete elevator ride all the way down 7,200 feet and this is not a typical like High-rise elevator. This is a <laughs> this is an elevator that travels at thirty miles an hour. This thing hauls. It's a free fall. It's what it is. Wow. Open but, o- like open
0: open elevator. Yeah, it's shot. it's got an
2: open ends so you can see you can see everything. You know, walls going zipping by. And That's crazy. don't st- don't dare stick anything out because you ain't gonna have it for long. And
1: <laughs> how many people that work there? You, well, how many? So if you're taking this elevator ride to work. How many people are riding with you in the elevator? Well, there's
2: there was three levels to the elevator, so it's a three tiered elevator and 65 people can fit on each level and you come in jam-packed and they're grabbing every part of your body and sticking things in every orifice of your body just it's it's the fire department all yeah, over right, right. You know what straight I mean? buffoonery yeah, yeah the whole time yeah you It'll drop you, some, off. you drop something don't dare pick it up Yeah, right? you know right, yeah. it was one of those kind of deals and you know as soon as i would hit my level which was 7200 feet at the time i worked in different areas you know throughout all those years and stuff but so
0: miles your miles yeah.
2: yeah oh yeah oh yeah you know, and it's, you know, it's not like what you see on television where you're all hunched over with a pick and an axe and stuff. It's gigantic. Down, Zoolander, right? when I saw Zoolander and I mean, no, into the mines. See, pretty... okay, that, that's that's a similarity, but yeah. Zoolander was what? Coal. Yeah, yeah. So when it's coal, they they call the ceiling the back. Okay. So on a coal mine... The ceiling is really low because the the ore is really soft. Gotcha. In gold, it's really hard, so they can have huge open holes. Gotcha. You know, so there goes my mic. I know, Chris. Come Tactics. on, man. Immediate guy. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. You got one job. <laughs> yeah, you just sit right there. That's fine. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna put my head on your or my hand on your head. <laughs> But so, so I mean. So the elevator opened. It's, it's hard. It's hard to describe it. I would describe it as a basement. Okay. You know, because everything's very open. I mean, there was a train system down there. They had more tr- uh, railroad track down there, or they had enough railroad track down there to wrap the globe. Mm. So that's how big it is. I mean, every hundred. Incredible. Yeah, every hundred feet was a level, and they went down. I think at the time they were ninety-eight hundred feet underground. Damn. damn. Yeah. It was crazy it's like ant farm yeah my dad ran the whole yeah. thing the whole um, thing yeah oh geez yeah so so what's
1: the work look like
2: well like when i came in when i the start of my shift so as soon as i get to my area that i'm working in they would call it they call it a stope and a stope is just a dead-end tunnel and it's the tunnel that you're working on so you're extending that tunnel right so when I came in, when I come in in the morning, or you know, I was doing morning shifts, I was doing afternoon shifts, I was doing night shifts. It all depends on what it is. But you come in and the shift right before you just exploded all their rock or all their ore. So I have to clean up all that, which they call mucking. Same thing in the fire yeah, service right. when we're cleaning up the ladder oil. guy. Yeah, like,
0: that's why you're like fuck going on a ladder. Yeah, buddy.
2: Yeah, you're like, I've, I've been guy. through my mucking days. <laughs> you're like no, I'm good. How and how are <laughs> an they? Guy.
1: How are they exploding all that ore? How are they? Yeah, I mean, like how explosives. are they tearing it apart? Oh, that, so yeah. it's using explosives? Oh, on, absolutely. not machines or anything no, like that. it's all explosives. Very, very scientific. So you're going I'm in sure. and,
2: so, and, and I'll get to that, Chris. Yeah. So I'll clean up their mess, and then that exposes the face of the tunnel for me. Then I start my drilling. So then I drill all day long, well, all the way up till noon, and then afternoon which is basically, it's not really known. it's just where I, when I eat. Yeah. Right. Pneumatic drill or? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, what it is, is it's ran off of water and air. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So everything under, underground's ran off of water and air, except right. for the big machineries, because they have front end loaders down there. They have dump trucks. They have everything. It's just, everything's really low profile. Right. So, you know, when it came up, so the first half of my shift would be me just drilling holes, you know, and we call it jack leg drill. So it's on one huge leg. It weighs four hundred pounds, and you're manhandling it all over the place. So at least you're built for it. Well, yeah, you know, squatty, and you can't see they, Dan, but Dan's about yeah. five six. <laughs> Fuck you. Five eight, yeah,
0: at right. least. So he's five giant. So he's five four. No, so, 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 so <laughs> yeah, so he's about five eight two. I'm a big midget. It's what I am. Two hundred fifteen pounds of twisted steel second
2: peel. <laughs> so so yeah, because because you can't a little dude's not gonna be able to handle that no, thing, right? Yeah. No, my my dad was a big guy too. Was he? Yeah, he was massive. Everyone was afraid of him. But anyhow, so half the shift would be drilling, then the other half would be setting all the explosives, and then as I'm walking out, everything's on a time delay. So then. I throw the switch, and I walk out, and then it goes off. So that at the end the of the day is blowing it up. Yeah, and it's incredible. It's the first time I've ever been able to visualize a shockwave. Oh, we can mm. coming, huh? yeah, you wow. can see it coming, out. Yeah, you can see it coming. Because every 50 feet down the railroad track, there's a light hanging from the ceiling. So you can see that shock wave coming, and it ripples the whole ground. Well, it looks like it's rippling the ground. Yeah. You know? Wow, that's it's incredible. it's, ac- I think it's actually bending the light. I don't know. I'm not right. a... You know, physics it's, it's science. Thing, it looked yeah. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you could feel it, feel it hit yeah So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. So, nice. so it's a it, great experience. So
0: it would hit you before you even got on on the elevator. Oh yeah, oh, geez, yeah, yeah. You crazy. had to make sure it went off. Pretty yeah. safe. Yeah,
2: pretty safe. <laughs> right. Pretty, pretty safe. But you're you're a long ways away, so gotcha. you don't have to worry about you know any kind of shrapnel or anything like that. So so yeah. how
1: long does it take to not only know and understand, you know what you're doing with the drill and being able to set all that stuff, but being able to place those charges, know what you know what's what, how you do it, how you get the effect that you're looking for. That's the, the, there's some skill and training. in Yeah, that how long well, does yeah,
2: that take? yeah, it, it took a little bit of uh, time to get to know all that stuff. A couple the, days. Yeah, maybe an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crash course. You know, Here's your dynamite. Go have yeah. fun. <laughs> but the sooner you, the sooner you get to know all that stuff, the better off you are because you're not only are you paid on an hourly wage but you're paid on a contract so how much ore you can produce. Oh really? There's a yeah. production part of it. Oh memory. yeah. So that that's kinda like your they call it your contract pay. So and then sometimes you get a really good area that has a lot of gold to it and yeah. sometimes you get an area that doesn't have so much. You know, I've been in areas where you walk in and it looks like it was just smeared with butter. It was just pure gold. How many dudes mm. got fired by, oh, by, by a ton by trying to sneak a little <laughs> oh, yeah. bit of gold out yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. well, they, they had a great system for that. For when you came back up in the elevator, this was their top notch security system that they had. When you came up in the elevator, they had a marble system, so they would have 10 marbles in a bag. Nine of them are black, one of them is white. Oh, boy. The white marble got searched, right so really oh yeah it was pretty neat but see the funny thing was is it was it wasn't a lot of people so stealing random. gold so 10 guys pull, yeah
0: pull Marva. you got the white when you're getting searched i got the okay, black got one i'm it. taking okay. my gold home with me yeah <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah yeah That's it. yeah, yeah. Got like, it. yeah. Ooh, Heidi it, got her yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and how far up can you hide it
1: yeah for sure yeah <laughs> try oh, wow. to keister a few
2: wow i mean i still might have some right. nuggets up there yet i'm not sure. <laughs> I've been working to get them out, but it's <laughs> yeah. not
0: happening. They'll find them someday.
2: But yeah, I mean, the big thing was is <clears throat> there wasn't a lot of people trying to steal gold. They were always stealing tools.
3: Because
2: mm-hmm. all their tools were Snap on. Oh, for the best of the oh best. yeah, for sure. So, you know, and everybody had a huge garage back in the Midwest and right. they loved to tinker. And <laughs> you need tools to tinker. Yeah. You know, so, and plus, I mean, gold has a, a blueprint on or a fingerprint. So anytime it's analyzed, they can tell you exactly where it came from in the world. Oh, yeah. Really? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, they come to your house oh, and like, oh, no, yeah,
0: oh, yeah, that came from this level. This time, yep. Oh, that yeah, hour. they know
2: exactly where it came from because there, there was a guy up there that he worked in the mill. So this is after all the ore came to the surface. They ground it down into a fine sand, and then they leached it in a whole bunch of leach ponds. And then he would take it after that and take it home and then finish the product. Yeah, he got caught real quick. Because, you know, he tried to sell it through the black market, whatever, and then they fingerprinted it and said, him, you got a leak somewhere in your mind. Yeah. Somebody's trying to, you know. Wow. Well, yeah, they okay. nailed him real quick. Never fired him. Just like fire department. Just he can they fire did, you. They just re-signed just, him somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. yeah. You're going to a different location. Did they make him a supervisor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 He's now running the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give you a division now, sir. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Sorry, I can't help myself. Yeah, it's too easy. But yeah,
2: I mean that was that was my childhood growing up, and I finally got my degree. You know, and uh, what'd you make? Like, they pay you every week or every other week? uh, Every two weeks.
0: What was the best two weeks check you ever got? This is in college.
2: Yeah, this is in college. So, I mean, my hourly wage was over twenty bucks an hour, Mm -hmm. and then I had contract pay on top of that. So, I mean, I'm a you know college student. Oh yeah. I've got the nicest truck in town, the nicest boat in town. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making too much money. is when I'm like doing. five grand. Oh yeah, easily. easy. Like yeah, like, like two that's... weeks. Yeah, clear. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, it was going on spring break. It was very grand. tempting to stay. Right. And my dad knew that. Gotcha. So now that, yeah. that was one of my kickers of kind of leaving the fire or leaving uh, the mine because he knew he knew I was getting kind of hooked on the money. Right. Because I was buying more and more toys and wasn't, <laughs> you know, wasn't thinking right. Yeah. So and I w- it was just one day that, you know, I was down in the, that end, dead-end tunnel drilling away, and all of a sudden I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around, and it's my dad. and he's, old man. Yeah, <laughs> and he's never in the, I mean, you know, he was in the position where and yeah. you know, he rarely came down anymore. So <clears throat> and I asked him, what the hell are you doing down here? I'm here to get you. You need to get the hell out of here before you turn into me. Mm. And then he walked off disappeared and it, kind of, and it kind of stuck yeah and i knew it. Was, any
1: uh, other conversation uh take place after i mean no uh, no my, soon my, after that or no my
2: my my dad was uh a man of very few words mm-hmm. but whatever whenever he spoke everybody listened right because it was going to be impactful and like e. Hutton, you're <laughs> you yeah. e. the mind well you know yeah and then everyone was scared shitless of him too because he was a he was a monster of a yeah. man he was the guy right yeah. well yeah. yeah that and he was very physically intimidating right yeah because his hands were i mean they were monstrous mm-hmm. i mean even my kids were scared when <laughs> when his because his his fingers looked like i mean they looked like huge huge drill bits Jesus. and they were just as hard i mean they were he was a big guy and i'm sure he proved it a few times oh yeah oh yeah yeah because oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I had older brothers yeah well, I, I see them get tossed around, and I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that.
0: And I'm sure some, some minor probably tried to pull yeah. his card, and that yeah.
2: was the wrong card to pull. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Slightly different subject. Were sports a big deal for you? Uh,
2: yeah. You know, uh, yeah, they were a big deal for probably my whole family. So, yeah, I wrestled and I played football and I did everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it was that and building hot rods, and, you know, we were always doing something. But, yeah, sports was a big thing, too. Nice, but I, th- I think I think I had a bigger impact from well, and I, at the time. Of course, I didn't know it, but I think I had a Im- bigger impact from my dad, just the kind of person he was. Sure, <clears throat> because he was management; and he was the guy, but he was a people person. So, and he knew how to relate to people, and he knew how to, you know, <clears throat> smooth things over with people that were not easy to smooth over. Right. So, yeah,
0: especially that crew, like like
2: that group. Like, how many miners worked underneath him? Oh, I. It was, it was, huge. Thousands. I mean, well, yeah, because you're talking about, it was multiple towns that, oh, Jesus. you know, they were all employed at that mine, so. Yeah, you need a strong leader, someone that can, yeah. that can pull off <clears throat> And he was, he was a, you know, he was tough, but he was fair. Right. You know, and I learned that right out of the get-go, you know, and, you know, with. Many headbutts with him too. So. Yeah, for sure. No. Well, <laughs> well yeah. one yeah. way or another, you any can of us growing up with a father, have yeah. yeah. experienced yeah. that. Right? Yeah. Where's the line? Where's the line? You got to find the line sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So then, when you know, when I graduated from college and stuff, I, you know, I knew that that wasn't my destiny. You know, per my dad, and yeah. I, I was glad that he did that for me too because. It helped me. No regrets? No, none. I've got none. And uh, at the time, I had a brother that lived down here in Phoenix. He worked out at the nuclear power plant. So I moved, I packed up all, whatever fit in my truck, that's what I brought down. If it didn't fit my truck, I sold it. So, I. How old were you? Uh, I want to say I was 25. 25, just graduated mm-hmm. from college. What was your uh, uh, bachelor's degree? In? Uh, I have dual bachelors, so I have a degree. not the smart guy's coming out. Yeah, no. <laughs> after like I tell smart. you what my degrees are, and then you know it's not no mm-hmm. longer smart. It's one's exercise physiology, and the other one was nutrition, which is hard. Both those are hard. Yeah. There's a lot of science in both yeah. those. Well, yeah, I ended up with a minor in biology and a minor in chemistry because yeah. I was pre med for a long time until I figured out that yeah, now it's all coming out. Yeah, see? yeah. this. Is, well, I, I really enjoyed pre med, and then uh, uh, I just. Didn't like looking in a microscope anymore. Yeah. I didn't like being in the lab anymore. Yeah. So
0: I don't see much of a white coat kind of guy. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. At all. <laughs> smart, smart, but not. Yeah. But not. It's, a, it's a different smart. Yeah. Completely. right? It, yeah. I was, I was never book smart. Matter of fact, uh, I wasn't even sure. I, how, I, I wasn't I, even sure how to get the plastic off the book. I would beg you differ <laughs> <laughs> on yeah.
3: that one
0: uh, if be, because if you're pre med, you're taking anatomy physiology, you're taking yeah, biology, a, yeah. you're taking chemistry, you're taking phys- well, maybe not physics, but you're taking all that. No, stuff. you had to take
2: physics too because yeah. that's where the exercise physiology came in. So oh, I had to take yeah, all the right. physics with that and all the mathematics with that. And yeah, and so. your old
0: man's obviously smart so yeah yeah
2: he was but i mean you know he never went to college or anything like that my two older brothers were both service guys so they both went into the service and i just wanted to i I guess i was that kid that last kid that well i got to do something different yeah you know how many
1: brothers do you have total i got two you have two yeah any sisters
2: uh no i don't my sister died when i was little so oh wow yeah similar
3: similar all
0: right so you load the truck up Pack all your shit, come
2: out yep, here. Yeah, moved down here. and I actually did move down here with my girlfriend. My girlfriend was down here already. She came down either a week or two before me, and she worked at Good Sam. She was in the NICU. That was before the NICU moved over to Phoenix Children's. So mm-hmm. she was a mm-hmm. nurse. So, And then she found out that she didn't want to do that, that that wasn't where she wanted to be. She want, she had been, I mean, she wanted to be an anesthesiologist, but then she found out that that wasn't it either. So then she moved back to South Dakota, ended up getting her master's. We got married, and then she, we moved. she moved down here with me permanently. So this is Mama. Yeah, this is Mrs. Grover. Yeah, we met in yeah. college. Yeah, so. Yeah, so.
1: She's not only smart, she is tough, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's,
2: she's extremely tough. Yeah, i put up with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Because yeah. it's not easy. Yeah, I, and, yeah. and
1: I know that.
2: Dude, we are been
1: friends for a little while,
2: I know. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I'm not the easiest person to get along with.
0: And and a miner's family? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So oh yeah. They're probably not pulling any punches. Yeah, no, no, my my family's they're they're crazy. Oh, we all are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh-huh. all share that. But yeah, so then when I was, when I moved down here, uh I didn't really get in my field right away. So, I didn't know really where to start. It's my first my first time ever in Phoenix it was the first time I moved here. So, I didn't know much of anything, right. so I I fell back on one aspect that I knew, and that was construction. So I just went out and started working the trades, you know, because it was easy money and it was fast money. So, and that's what I did. And then pretty soon I got a job in the health club industry and started working that. And then figured out that I had some uh, trainers that were working along with me and for me and stuff that they were taking some fire science classes and
0: because yeah, weren't you running a couple mountainside fitnesses?
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah back in the time, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: I'm also going to have to pull it out of him. Yeah,
2: oh, yeah. I know, I know. Oh, yeah. I, I, I whizzed through this real quick. There's like two or three locations you're in? Yeah, reading? yeah. So I was bouncing back and forth, and some of my buddies that I was hanging out with at the time were taking some fire science classes and trying to get on, and I'm like, you know what? I've always been interested in that, and this is how you do it? Because I, I had no idea. You know, yeah. I went to a university. They didn't offer any classes like that. And It was funny because when I first went into college, my dad asked me, well, what are you going to study? I go, I don't know. I go maybe maybe I can become a fireman from there. He goes, well, you better find that out real quick. Maybe they have that there. I don't know. Right. You know, and it just came back full circle. Right. Where you know, and I was only looking at it because I was really good at starting fires. Right. When I was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I burnt my mom's kitchen down. I burnt. Uh,
0: <laughs> How'd you do that?
2: Uh, well, I used to. Do you remember those old? They were the old wind up toys that you used to uh, like. Push backwards, and they had a little button on top of them. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what they were called. I was just talking to a guy about them not too long ago. I
1: know what you mean, but I cannot remember the name either. Yeah, they were like
2: uh, Hot Wheels, but bigger and fancier, yeah. and they spring. Yeah, they propelled some, themselves. Yeah, kind of yeah.
1: some kind of spring in it. Yeah.
2: So my mom just, my mom and dad had just redone their whole kitchen. And <laughs> I'm I was a jackass of a kid. I'm going to tell yeah. you. Hey, I, we're sharing the same yeah. yeah, I was just okay. yeah, pure jackass. So, but. So I had my you know, glorified Hot Wheels out, and I dropped little drops of gasoline on them. It's going to just gonna make them go faster, or not. It's going to look cool yeah. as they're going across my mom's brand-new floor on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and this one just wouldn't go out. So I thought, well, what the hell? I'll throw it in the garbage can. It's got to go mm. out eventually, right? Mm. No. Started a whole garbage can on fire, and the starter cabinet's on fire. And oh. I come flying out of the house. My mom and dad were out in the... They were out in the yard or something, doing something, screaming that the house is on fire. The house is on fire. And then by then, I mean, if I was screaming something, my dad knew yeah. it was no joke because because right. <laughs> I was that tough. kid. Yeah. yeah, I was that dipshit. So yeah. <laughs> so he come running, put put it out. So Ugh. then the second time I started it on fire, well, Same I didn't really. Kitchen? Yeah, it didn't really start it on fire. <laughs> were there flames or not? Well, no, not kind of. Kind of. They had just redone the floor, redone the cabinets, so it's all beautiful. <clears throat> we were getting getting ready to go away for the weekend, and I mean, back home you got fireworks everywhere, right? So we were lighting fireworks from the kitchen stove, then running out sliding glass door to let them go off, yeah. right? Well. Yeah. My asshole brother the clo- closed the sliding glass door on me. <laughs> well, <while> I'm <clears> – <throat> so as soon as, as soon as he exits the kitchen, he closes the door behind him, and then he lets his firework go. While I'm at the stove lighting my firework. Oh, I went right through it. It didn't even slow me down. That's hilarious. The only thing that dropped out of my hand was the smoke bomb, and that went back in the house and burnt her floor all the way across the floor. Because <laughs> it rolled across yeah. all the floor. Oh, wow yeah, yeah. my mom and dad were at work and we were leaving that night to go out of town for the weekend and it was a big deal because you never had that opportunity to you know get away as a family so we ran down to the local hardware store and we had that door replaced before they ever got home pretty slick yeah it was slick yeah, that's and, yeah. and then we just did the little smoky mirror distraction trick to make sure that they didn't see the floor but they found the floor as soon as we got back from that trip <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: funny how they have a sixth yeah. sense huh? yeah, oh yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah so wow And that's you know when I came down here, I started uh, I started testing, and I failed miserably my first time through. And uh, the second time through, I found a good group of guys. One of them just happened to be Chris. I didn't know Chris at the time. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, Hmm. Yeah. he never described him as a good guy. He didn't know. Well, you know the weird thing was is I didn't I didn't know anything about the fire department really when I first started off. You know I didn't know who Phoenix's fire chief was. I didn't know any. You know, I didn't know how it worked, but you know, one of my friends introduced me to the group that they were working with on. So I don't for, remember,
1: Danny, uh, and if I did know, I it's left my head. But uh, I don't remember how you you found us.
2: Uh, you know, it was.
1: Or how we got introduced? Yeah, anyway.
2: uh, one of my buddies was already going to your guys' group, and he he was uh, he came over from I want to say Arkansas or something. He was a fireman over there, and he was involved in a line of duty death. So he, you know, uh, at the time, Alan Brunacini came over and did, you know, was helping with the recovery. Yeah, did what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. He was doing exactly what he does. And uh, the guy just really enjoyed Alan. He said, you know, I want to work for him. And so he came over, and somehow I made my way into your guys' group, and he never got hired, and I did. No kidding. Yeah, but I think he was he was uh, grateful that he never got hired. Because really? I don't think, yeah, I think.
0: was it made out like wasn't built to be a fireman no
2: no he absolutely was but i don't think he was over his traumatic event from arkansas yet gotcha interesting you know, so he was still battling some demons right and now that i completely understand what he was what he was going through
1: right sure. and who else was in that group was hip in their group
2: oh yeah hipaa shoemaker uh shoemaker Levinus, uh ernsberger bunch of uh, criminals vanatorn yeah Except for everybody, your, everybody that everybody that was in my uh, was academy that,
1: class. Were they, we were all doing interview stuff with all of you guys. Yeah, yeah. Just obviously tells you what I remember. Yeah,
0: obviously he, he's very memorable for you. I, so I remember him, but <laughs> yeah, I don't remember yeah. the other guy. I remember you know, him
1: you're, and you're I s- don't so remember the other shit. guy. Well, and don't I remember, remember Levinas. Yeah, I remember Levinas. I remember. Dan. I barely I remember do.
2: myself back in that time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and it was uh, it happened to be you and. Uh, Mike Warell and Candy Prince senior, yeah. that were, and I didn't know any of you guys, and I didn't even, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about the fire department. Yeah, we it happened to be intense. studying
1: for the captain's test at the same time yep. that all this was going on. Mm-hmm. You guys are
2: on the same list.
1: No, no, no. Well, we no, were no, taking no, no, the captain's test when they were taking their, uh, oh, yeah, you know, the in the test. Yeah,
2: yeah. Funny. Yeah. So now, you know, twenty some years later, here I sit. You know, so I've been on the fire department for a little over twenty years, and you know, I've worked. So, you got hired the second time around. Yeah, I did.
0: And then, and then, so what year was that? Ninety uh, nine. Ninety nine what? Ninety
2: nine three. Don't 99-3. ever forget
0: that. I just yeah, hey, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> that was like the hardest. That was the last hard academy class that we put on, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, so they say. The yeah, last yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What
2: I heard. Well, I'm pretty sure ours was the hardest though. Yeah,
0: for sure, it had to be. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, Why it, well, it, would it yeah. not be? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that the year that we had record temperatures of like 150 degrees all summer? Yeah, it was pretty hot every makes day. Sense. Yeah. yeah, every makes day. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't even wear SCBAs, right? You just well, we to didn't wear anything. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean,
2: it, it was literally hell. So. There's fire all around you. So you just learn to live with it. You're just patting it out with your yeah. hands. Yeah, or blow it out, whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you learn to master it real quick. Lots of hot air coming yeah. out you guys. Yeah, yeah you, beca- you become a dragon slayer real fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: All right, so then there, you're out. How long were
2: you oh. a firefighter? Uh, I got promoted to engineer in, I th- want to say it was the end of oh4. Right around 05 time. Okay. So five, so five, five, five years. Five years. Yeah. 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 And then I went engineer. Uh, I was kind of a... I was a different type of engineer. Yeah. and and We would
0: call you the exception.
2: Well, yeah. Uh, Mike all he was my boss, at, or one of my bosses at the time. He would attest to that, that I was
0: yeah, entertaining,
2: but... He kept me on a very short leash. Well, because <laughs> I got out of control really fast. As an engineer? Uh, well, yeah, because I, I would do whatever. I was I wasn't the typical engineer that right. stood at the panel. I mean, I had shit to do, Brandon. Yeah, you put you your turnouts in. <laughs> yeah. while the trucks yeah. in. Yeah, pump and, and, inside. and you know, it, at the <laughs> time, time, I was in a really good location because, you know, uh, 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 for the majority of my engineer career, I was at Engine 18. Right. So, and you know, we had two trucks at that station and stuff. So. Luckily, the other engineer was a great engineer, so he would do the majority of my job for me. Well, that's good. Yeah, so then I would just get turned out and go inside. (laughs) So there's probably only a handful of fires that I ever really pumped because I was inside. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You know, sense. We, but it worked out good, and, and we already had that understanding between me and the other engineer. <laughs> or you just kind of told him that's out of it. Was, <laughs> well, yeah, it, go I down. can't remember how it went down, but yeah, it went that down was his stuff. choice. Yeah, he yeah. had a choice in the matter. It was definitely yeah. his choice. <laughs> <laughs> it just worked out in my favor, as well. You worked there yeah. at,
0: at, in Engine 18. Your Station 18 is one of the busiest fire stations we have in Phoenix. You worked there for how long?
2: A uh, little, right around seven years. Maybe just to shy over. Those are like dog years. So like forty nine years you worked there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was, <laughs> and it was funny plus because shift. I, you know, I rolled through, yeah. I rolled through several captains while I was there, <clears throat> and my last captain, the you know, and the one that kind of helped me, you know, well, they all helped me. You wore that. a lot
1: of captains out, is like, what it was.
2: Well, I, I want, I would like to say that I helped them grow in their own. <laughs> I made them a lot improved better. Improved their supervisory skills. Yes, yeah, I made skills. them a lot better. You, you know? and I have a lot in common. Yeah, right? and, all, and all of them did become chiefs because of, you know. Uh. We, we I made sure. a lot in common. Yeah, I made sure they were all ready. Yeah, a couple of guys i worked for, they're now chiefs
0: too. To, yeah, yeah so. let's test you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a divine so, opportunity to make them better.
2: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just, you know, my, the last captain that was there for me, and, you know, his name's uh, Frank Bayless and stuff oh, yeah. in Hell, I drive for him now. We, me and him, worked together for probably a total of thirteen years or whatever. Me being on the job, Crazy. you know. But he was. He said, "Hey, man, it's time for you to. It's time for you to promote." Yeah, I'm you sick know. of listening to you. And not and not only that, but it was it was. I think he probably knew it was time for me to leave. 18. Yeah, team for sure. You know, because I was I was. You know, yeah, I could, your I seven I
1: years you're past the expiration. Oh yeah, right? yeah. yeah awesome.
2: I, I could have easily moved into the neighborhood and fit right in, <laughs> which isn't a good thing yeah. for sure. Yeah, well, it depends. For it's for perspective. It's <laughs> all yeah, about perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at the time, I wouldn't have minded a bit. So, that so. Was
0: twelve years you spent uh, as a firefighter and, and and an engineer for the captain's test.
2: No, you you know what? Because uh, I was at eighteen before I was a cap gotcha. or before I was an engineer, so. I want to say I was there for either one or two years before I was an uh, engineer. Gotcha. So then so, 10 years? Yeah. 10 years for each test
0: to be captain? Yeah. That's, I, to me, I think that's that that time for most is a good time to take it. I know yeah. we can take it between six and a half and a 7, but that's a little – to me, that's a little bit early. That's yeah.
2: Well, it's uh, – yeah, I, I – we were t- we were studying for the first time I was – it was me and a group of guys. So it would have been John Shoemaker and Ryan Hipp and me. We were right. – you know, we were still really, really tight. And uh, and plus Ryan was on my truck. So it's very, very seldom that you, you know, work with a guy that that long that came from your academy. And, you know, so we were pretty tight. And we were studying for the captain's exam and Ryan came up to me one day and says, hey man, are you, are you all in on this? I'm like, no, not really. Because we were having a lot of fun, right? you know, and we were really comfortable and, you know, so. We kind of talked to each other out of taking that first captain's test and just enjoying ourselves for a little bit longer, and we stayed right at 18. Good move. Bad move. That was a great move. Good. It was a great move. When it all came, you know, full circle, it was a great move because, you know, uh, Ryan's no longer on the job. Yeah, he left, right. Yeah, had some medical stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got a. He had a. He had like this uh, fungal infection of his lungs, and he also has lung cancer. So, you know, so that was kind of. That was your you first kind of experience to that, right? Well, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, it was my second. Okay. So <clears throat> my, uh, <clears throat> sorry, my, uh, my time when I was at 18, my wife got cancer. So she had uh, lymphatic cancer. So that was my first taste of it. Gotcha. So, It's funny how
0: I don't think the world gives you anything you can't handle. Right. it's kind of funny how it prepares you for maybe some of the stuff you are going to get next. Yeah. So. Yeah. It took the captain's test first, first, one, one and done.
2: Yeah, one and done. What was the number? Uh, eight. I still remember. Yeah. Eight. <laughs> it was number eight. It's a pretty good number. Yeah. So I was, I, I had a lot of good mentors that helped me a lot. Yeah. So. Well,
0: like right after you took it, you're not going to remember this conversation, but um, I was real young on the job. I think when when you became a captain, but we were bullshitting because you and I obviously hit. Eight, eight, it hit it off the first time we met each other, similar personalities and how we act and shit. And I remember they asked you right off the bat to fit, for, yeah, for, for for a chief, and you turned it down. Yeah, you I did. know, which I thought in in your exact words to me were, no man, like I got to learn how to fuck. I have to go learn to how to be a captain. I can't be a fucking captain driving a chief. Like so, right. I'm not gonna take that. I'm like, good for yeah, that yeah. Well,
2: it, at the time it was, I needed to be. I needed to learn how to be a captain. Right. You know, and I thought that was you know for me going. to – Drive for a chief, you know, fitting for that chief. It, I would skip a very, some very valuable lessons, yeah. which, you know, well, helped just, me a lot. Just
0: the just the wherewithal and the and the level of maturity to realize, like, hey, that's a pretty nice piece of gold that I could pick up and actually run with it, but. I need to do this. It it it, it 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 may be here, may be gone. But if I do the right thing and learn my trade, learn my craft, then right, all that shit. Well,
2: That's where you know, the investment's going to happen, right? Sure, sure. And you know, the funny thing was is all those statements right there are right. But it was a lot easier decision for me because. Uh, this is going to sound bad, but the chief was a total asshole. All I, right, I, I, I don't I want, <laughs> I I I want to say that. Yeah, but yeah. No There's nothing on. wrong so, with saying so that. So I'm huh? going around, and all I'm doing is patching up the, you know, patching, patching up the relationships that he just destroyed. Starting. So it's there'd it been an endless job for me. So. Yeah, tiring. And plus, you know, I did not need to learn how to be a captain for sure because I was very young, very dumb, very, you know, all of, all of the above
0: how long did you end up at, at station five quickly after that
2: no you know well i don't even remember how long i was roving. i had quite a few temps because i think my first temp was uh, ladder 12. you know because i i had special ops at the time too so i had trt so my first temp was at ladder 12 and then i was at squad had multiple. uh your squad guy
1: well discovering covering for shoemaker
2: yeah oh, Okay. shoemaker was doing a lot of different stuff, so I, every time he decided to take on something new, then I'd have to go fill in for
1: him. And Part of the time, he probably was driving for me. Oh, Could have yeah. been. Yeah. Could have been, yeah. So he so, was handling you. He,
0: oh, yeah. He was your handler? Oh, yeah. He seems to be a lot of people's handlers. Yeah, he's pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Tartarangler. Yeah. Well, you know... Yeah, he, he, my <laughs> language.
2: <laughs> when, uh, me and John were in the same engine company in the academy, so and that was the first time I ever met John. And... You, I don't know if, you know, if, if you want to compare us, we are yin and yang. Yeah, we, I was going to say, are, no
0: way. You guys aren't even We are
2: absolute close. opposites. Yeah, for sure. You know, in our thought process, what we do, or manual, the whole nine oh, yeah. yards. I mean, I'm I'm hot-blooded. He's so chill. smooth as silk. Oh, yeah. You know, and the funny thing was is we hit it off really, really good. And to this day, which is 21 years later, we still call each other before every B shift. Really? Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, well, you know it's yeah. it, it is cute, cute. but it, but, it's, but the, the, the greatest thing is is there, there's nothing better than having a good sounding board. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. what I mean, because huh. well, he's yeah. he's huge. Pu- he's yeah. pulled me through some dire straits, and right. uh, you know, I'd like to I like to think that I pulled him through, but it probably didn't. But <laughs> right. you know, I probably yeah. muddied up the waters for him. But
0: I was just talking about that with uh, with, with two other construction guys yesterday. We had breakfast and we we're talking about some business stuff and construction stuff. I'm like, dude, do you know how many guys don't have this? Like, you're like, yeah. hey. Let me walk you through this. Tell me if I'm if I'm tracking. Right. And they're like, "Hey, dude, you're so far off on that stuff." I got to finish. Right. You make your pray towards that a few times. Right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And seeing to me, that's where the blessing came because I mean, for any, I mean, you live within a culture and you you thrive in that culture. You whatever you do in that culture, but you have a guy or you have somebody that you absolutely trust. He knows you 100. Right. And he's not afraid to shoot you just straight as straight can be yeah and hey it's a great thing i i hate the booters that i have you know the probationary guys that i get on my truck and stuff i still advocate the same thing hey find somebody that you can talk to you can really talk to because sometimes that's hard to find it's hard to find outside of this circle or outside of this for sure this culture because they don't understand what you're talking about
0: well hinton said the same thing he said absolutely have someone you can talk completely crazy to yes and have them oh yeah yeah, yeah. hinton right. said the exact same yeah. thing so there you know, it is
2: again. So and for I think for both me and John it's been a blessing. That's I mean that's probably why we still continue it. because right. I mean we're we're not just talking shop. We're talking everything, you know. And John has 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 a long
0: drive from Prescott yes. into, <laughs> yeah and, yeah he's got so, an hour and a
1: half to kill every yeah day. yeah, yeah
2: so I know that, he's that's always right. available. <laughs> right, right. Well, that guy's not doing
0: anything. but yeah, sure yeah and it's funny because I have um. Another buddy of mine, a friend of mine, same thing. Like we meet every we just started it actually. We meet every two weeks just to talk. And there's everything's on like everything's on the table. Construction talk, family talk, you know, personal stuff, whatever and like and and it's been um, been for me. I was like, yeah, this is great, dude. I like because because we're able to bounce stuff off. So for you to be able to have that every third day, that's, yeah, that's a pretty
2: big deal, dude. Yeah,
1: yeah, very yeah. big day. And it's an unconscious commitment, and it really is a commitment, oh, yeah. and it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I and it's free. Appreciate At, it. Heidi's awesome. like eight hundred dollars yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah. You, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> She's well worth hey, it. Hey, when but. you create yeah, that, that
4: community every for yourself, yeah, and you actually have people around you that can listen to you. You know, for what you're committed to. Right. Like there's nothing better in life. Nothing.
3: Sure. I agree That's that. True. Yeah. Yep. Without
2: a doubt. So I forget then, I forget where we're at.
0: Oh, uh, you're kind of bounced around to to where you get to five.
2: Oh yeah. So uh I had the you know, like I said, i had a couple of temps at squad eight and then I had a long term temp at uh engine nine for a while and then from engine nine they gave me a temp on engine nine oh five. Okay. So and the spot was open, but I was not really wanting to take it yet. I didn't really know a lot of the guys there. Gotcha. I only knew Ricky, so <clears throat> and. Uh, and
0: 905 is um, uh, an additional truck at a station. We we name them a 900 series truck there's a. Uh, an engine five there already so we have to give it another designation they used to be 700 trucks before right yes and then there's something else before that but now they're 905 so yeah they
1: started out as 200 trucks then they went to 700 now they're at 900 and their their true name is an adaptive response so there we have five or six of them now in the system that are meant to be able to cover holes and gaps and training and all that other stuff uh, that gives us some organizational flexibility with our deployment
2: right so they gave me a temp there and, you know, it was two different chiefs that wanted me to go there and I wasn't sure if I was able to do what they wanted me to do, but I ended right. up being able to. So, you know, and that, and that was just because at the time, Station 5 wasn't getting along with itself very well. So, right. you know, the two two trucks didn't like each other. You had to go be
0: dad? Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and I'm, I'm a horrible dad, so. Yeah. Well, I, I'll put it this way. I, uh, I, well, I don't know. Yes, they gave me the they gave me the spot or wanted me to go there, so I did not And I didn't take the spot right away. And then, you know, after I was there for a while and I saw what was happening, it, right. to me it was okay. This this is easy fixes here. This is right.
1: yeah. You know. And you were actually very successful because yes, Station I, Five was yeah. a really functional yes, place. St-
2: station Five is probably why? better and, houses in the system right now. And
0: like you don't have to go into 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 detail on who it was or or, or what happened. But why was it dysfunctional? Free showed up.
2: Well, you know, I, I think a lot of it was because at the time, one of the trucks, it, it, well, the, the truck that I came in and took a temp on, they always had dysfunctional, it, it just, I, you know. It, personalities. Yes. Yeah. You know, it just, the personalities clashed. Instead of adapting to other people, mm-hmm. accepting of other people, stop trying to change other people. Right. You, you just, you know, sometimes you just got to go in and accept who they are what they are. And, you pull out the best traits that they have, yeah, and utilize those traits, and well, that it, was and, a it, lot doesn't, was and it doesn't and it doesn't
1: help them go, uh, working on that truck because they're transient, right? Yes, they're not there all the time. Right. They can't always be counted yeah. on upon for station stuff. Yeah. You know, they they they'll be gone during chow, and they're and the truck and will get sent out sure.
0: to cover stage, engine twenty
2: five or yeah. there's something else like right.
1: that. So, so it you that know, always it, makes a strained relationship it, if they, if, if you don't have real adults in right.
2: There. Because one truck's one truck feels that the other truck doesn't belong there, or you know, you, or well, you're, you're not really living here like stuff. we are, yeah, you right. know. So, so it was like they were stuck in no man's land, where you know, well, mm-hmm. we don't really belong anywhere. A part-time so. roommate, yeah,
0: yeah. Having yeah. guys that understand team before self is kind of
2: important. Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. absolutely. Is. So, yeah. how did you teach that? Uh, well, the funny thing is, is I didn't change who I was at all and how I operate. Because I, I've always been under. I've always taken. As soon as I became a captain, or whatever. Well, even before that, it was always about my team first. I never. I was never part of the equation, and right. I don't factor myself in, in the equation. So, you know, maybe you're going up against something that you don't think is right, or whatever. It's. I don't think it's right because of my personal beliefs. I don't think. It's has to do with, the personnel. Right. You know, that it's not fitting well. So, And, you know, a lot of the battles that I've gone through in my career and stuff, none of them were personal. None, none of them had anything to do with me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, but I saw that it was a worthy fight and I needed to. Yeah, for sure. Plus, I really liked to fight. So. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, you're, from, you're a minor. <laughs> Come
3: on.
2: <laughs> you know. Um, so, but, how'd you fix it? Well, you know, it's, I, w- I went in there and m- my biggest thing was that I was building trust. Trust. Mm-hmm. Trust was number one to me because I don't. Th- I don't think you can even be a leader without trust. They have to trust you. I don't care how much you trust them because that doesn't matter. It's not part of the equation. Right. Yeah. The trust has to come towards you. Mm-hmm. You know, it has to be. You know, and you do that by. Uh, you know. W- you know. It, this all sounds corny and stuff. It sounds like I'm. You know, getting ready to take another exam or something. But it's. You probably it's, are. But it's actually <laughs> legit. Yeah, you gotta, worry. you gotta walk the walk. Yeah, you it's walk legit. it all the time. You to lead yeah. from the front. Yeah. Well, it, it, you know, I, and I've heard you, I've heard you say this in other, in other podcasts. You know, leading from the front. But it's more than that, Brandon, because it's, yeah. At, you at, at, t- at time, well, I'm about ready to punch you in the face. <laughs> but yes, it, it is leading from the front. But. Don't expect to be in the front all the time. Mm -hmm. No, just showing, be the example
1: of how to Because
2: sometimes you're going to have to lead from the side, and sometimes you're going to have to lead from the rear. I agree. Because you're pushing.
1: But you're leading. You
2: know, and those times when you're leading from the side, guess what? You're that hand on that shoulder saying, hey, we got this. Yep. Because I'm not going anywhere. Right. I'm going to be standing here right by you this whole time. Yep. I'm not leaving, you know? So, yes, it is leading from the front, but I think it's
0: more You have to be the shining example of what to be. It's
4: more than that, though, Brandon. It's not... I mean it's who you make yourself out to be, but what I'm hearing what I'm hearing you say is that like, you know, it you being whatever it takes and standing for the commitment of the of the community of the group.
2: Right. Yes.
4: And when you are clear on what the commitment is, because what happens when people and groups, especially with what you were talking about, when there's not like a stable core, right? right. People lose sight of what the bigger goal is. Right. And you get to be the vision and the light for what that commitment is, and you bring people back to that. And I don't care if you're standing beside them or you're standing in front, or you're standing wherever you are. Right. You're just you're just the holder of that space. Is where we're going. That's
0: did you totally get it? It went right over my head. Yeah, No. no, I get it. it. And and like. For me, you have to say about five times, but but, but for me, I get what you guys are saying 100%, but like for me, leading the front doesn't mean you have to be at the front. You could be the support guy. Mm-hmm. You could be the guy picking up the trash. You could be the guy encouraging that, that other person to do whatever, but you know, for me, it's more of an example of what to be and how to be that in whatever situation right. that you're in. So. and it's
1: a commitment it's the sure. commitment to, and whether you physically are standing in front or not it's the commitment to lead in whatever yes. manner is necessary yeah. to lead right. at that right. point
2: and but that, see but I see a lot of leaders that take that I'm going to lead from the front and the next thing you, the next move you see them do is step upon a pedestal yeah. oh yeah no that's you not you what know, you're with, talking about is, no, or, you're or talking keep about distance integrity. from, from yes. them at the front yes, yes. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. No, to, that, to where you know what I'm not part of this group mm-hmm. but I'm leading this group right no, that doesn't work. I'm yeah, right. that is not what that. I'm okay. referring to. That's okay. Not okay. It. Then no. I no. take the punch in the face back. That's all right. <laughs> I'll, I'm sure it's coming back this way. Since I it. think everybody's saying the same thing.
4: They're yes. All I agree. Exemplifying I think we are. Yeah. being the commitment. That's it.
2: Yeah,
3: and that.
0: the trust thing, I think, is anything. And uh, you, Heidi, you're here because you're the smartest one in the room. But everything starts with trust, right? Well, trust Husband, is- wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, friendships. Like everything starts there, right?
4: Trust, ah, that's an interesting, you know, trust comes from when we, from our word, right? When we say we're going to do something, we do it. And that's really, again, what I'm hearing in this conversation is, like, are we creating ourselves to be who we say we are? And are we acting in alignment with what our mission is? Right. And there's a comment made a, a few minutes ago about, like, you know, being, you know, Community before self.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, team before self. Right. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Team before self. You know, yep. I think that's,
4: you know, when you be that.
0: <laughs> right.
4: And then, you know, there's trust in that. That's, because you're, you're committed to, just like the, you know, when you're sharing about your dad. Right. Right, like his vision was, wasn't for like, I need you to be the son I want you to be. Right. He was committed to you and your life. Right. And the whole mind. You know, and you knew that in who he was being, and you trusted in that because his actions were in alignment with how he was speaking. Right.
0: See, and I think I don't know if that answers your question. It does, but yeah, basically the action backs up the words. We talk about it. We make a commitment,
4: and you know, like here's the thing: it's a lot of times then people go into guilt and shame because they say they're going to do something and then they don't, and then you know it's really clean and really simple, like you know, you say you're going to do something and, and you do it or you don't do it. When you catch that you don't do it, what builds trust is acknowledgement yeah, you say, <laughs> that sorry. you didn't do yeah. it. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. And, uh, and here's, the, here's the next action I'm going to take. And that's where we get to be human right. and not separated at the front, but in the trenches, because we are all human. None of us are perfect. Right. right. But when we're willing to acknowledge and keep stepping, then you've got a marriage. Then you have a community. Then you have a captain. Then you have... You know all of these accountabilities that you're talking about. It's authentic,
2: right? See, I, I, you know, going off of what Heidi said, my to build trust. I'm not. I'm not a well-spoken guy. You know, I don't speak a lot and I mean I do but I don't most of the time it comes out of my mouth it's bullshit and Mm -hmm. just I mean they're busting somebody's balls from you know whatever but 80% of it's bullshit like me but 20% it's real. Right and and a lot of mine's all action based so I knew I mean the only way I can come in there and build trust is through action Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's basically just backing up who I was and what Mm. I stood for. You know, and in as long as I showed the actions that went l- along with that, because I can I can spiel out anything, yeah. you know, to make Anybody you try can, to trust me. Right? Yeah, abs- absolutely, sure, yeah. we've seen it in, in yeah, and that in works. Leaders. And that doesn't work ninety five percent of the time, maybe even more than that. But and I knew I'm I'm an action based guy, so you know I went in there with action. You know there was a cu- there was a couple of incidences that came up. I can't remember them verbatim, but. I knew I won over the guys because I instantly took action upon them. Mm. I I didn't sit there and you know talk about them and say you know hey this is what the you know this is what we need to do whatever. No, right. I just went straight into action. Right. And as soon as they saw that I this guy's actually going to fight for us. This I guy's actually gonna, yeah, yeah. This guy's going to actually <laughs> yeah. do something for us. This is the not fuck around. Game. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the, from that point on, there was no turning back. Right. You know. Yeah. And
0: some of those and it's funny because a good leader will recognize those opportunities and they won't let them slide by. Right. Like, this is my opportunity. To, to squash this right now? Oh no, this isn't waiting. Like, right. like we're gonna handle this shit right now. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not. And, and it's not comfortable sometimes. But we'll kind of like I said before, it's like it's it's never it. comfortable. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. Don't try to don't try to look for your comfort zone no. because if you want to be a good leader, there's no comfort zone for you. Yeah. You know. So get Thank used you. to it. All right. So you're at five. You got the spot. You fixed it. Yeah. Got the spot. Then. uh we we're, you know, getting along really well. I, uh, uh, the captain on engine five retired, so I bumped over to engine five and recruited a guy to take engine nine o five, which happened to be Frank Bayless, the guy I work for now. <laughs> right. So, so, and then
0: two buffoons running the station.
2: Yeah, which it, you know, it was it was great. You know, we we had a great time. We had great unity. We had. We were doing some great outreach stuff. You know, we had PCH, which is Phoenix Children's Hospital, is right in our backyard, and nobody had ever done anything with them before. And we started a great program with them. And where'd you start? Uh, well, <clears throat> they they have uh, level level seven on PCH uh, is their their cancer ward, mm-hmm. and it's usually the the kids that never leave that ward. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're pretty bad. So we built the relationship up with them with all the nurses and stuff up there and we used to go up there almost on a shiftly basis. And then pretty soon we met this kid that wanted to be a volunteer fireman, or he wanted to be a fireman. He was 17, he was just gonna graduate. Why did he
0: set from... the bar so low? Did you tell mm-hmm. him to set it high? Well, you
2: know, yeah. Well, you know, we, <laughs> we busted his balls a lot, but, you know, <laughs> there, there's a time and a place, yeah. Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, you know, and he was just getting ready to graduate high school. So, and uh, we already kind of knew his fate. We knew he wasn't gonna leave that hospital. So, we made made him an honorary fireman of Station Five. We got him turnouts, we got him helmet, we got him all that stuff, and he's the one that, I I don't know if you know Station Five, well, most people don't, but we have this huge, huge sign on our roof now, and it says Hope, Mm -hmm. that was, Inspired yeah, by and white lights, yeah. Yep. Well, they're actually changing lights. We can program them to oh, whatever okay. we want them cool. to be, so we usually match it up with whatever the hospital's going with, you know, to or if there's a theme, you know, Christmas, whatnot, sure. and stuff. So,
0: and this was completely unsupported, just something you guys did. I'm yeah, sure you guys paid for those lights yourself yeah. out of your own pocket. Yeah, we whatever did. it took to do it, that station took took care of that. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. To do. So,
2: then you know, and that started on our shift, then pretty soon it, it trickled a, all three shifts for going back and forth to pch and we just started doing some really good stuff with them you know and the nice thing was is i i think after after you start serving the community for a while you get into a little bit of funk i there's a there's a term for it but i can't remember what the term is do you remember chris Mm-mm. Well, because I think
0: too, and, and 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 when I say this, it's going to sound odd for the audience to hear It's Like we see the worst of everything, right? For twenty plus years, yeah, yeah.
1: There's some sensory fatigue,
0: yeah. sure, without a doubt. But uh, you know, but uh, I have compassion fatigue syndrome. That's, that's it right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's something I made up, but you, you know, know, that's that's one of them right <laughs> there. Where, compassion fatigue syndrome.
2: You, you know, you start analyzing it a little bit, and you're not sure if you're even doing any good anymore. Doubt. So then, when we established this reach out to PCH, it brought a, a, a lot of guys full circle. They made them feel like they were contributing again. Mm. Right, right. You know, even though they are contributing on a daily basis, it's just it's different. Because a lot of times they, we're a band aid. We're we're not solving
0: the problem. We're really not helping these people. We're helping for that. Fifteen minutes that we're there, but
2: we're really not getting anything done right. long term. Yeah, well, there's no long
1: term connection. Right, right. right. Yeah.
2: You you never see the end result. Right. You know, you you want to you want to leave before that end result happens. You know, you want to, you know, push it off on somebody else that will do further care or whatever the you know yeah. whatever it may be, and then you move on. Well, this is where they got to, you know, actually see full circle, or whatever. And then when this uh, young man died, mm. you know, that inspired our hope sign. We uh, we did a fireman's funeral for him and stuff, and oh, you know, man. and it was all. I mean, I you. I know, guess I'm thinking I, I you're a
0: dick because I've I thought you're a dick for so long. No like, well, oh, but a lot of people yeah. do. Yeah, I'm like, yeah I, you're a nice I try to throw that persona <laughs> out there right away because it keeps people at distance. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's called that tight circle, Brandon. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, you'll never be in mine. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> right, I'm trying. But yeah, so then we we did that. Uh, we did the funeral for him and stuff, and it was great. We still. Keeping contact with his family and, you know,
0: so. Good for you guys, man. That's tremendous. Like yeah. that's like, and that's the stuff. Like, like you know, uh, people don't want to come in here and sometimes tell their story and, and and talk about that shit. But that's the kind of shit that people obviously need to hear. Because I mean, I've been around here for a long time. I've known you for a long time. Like, did you know that full story?
1: yeah uh, most of it. Did you? Most oh, of well, it. Fuck yeah. you too, then. But, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know where yeah, you've been. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, but
0: yeah, but but there's. There's going to be 85% of, 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 of um, the fire department doesn't know that story. Right. So, well, big, so you, you might inspire somebody else to do something
1: like that. The interesting part of it, and I can say, is the American Fire Service does have a history of doing things like that. That is that is one of the very cool parts of our of our job and our, our industry, so to speak. But um, I will say that I think it's fairly special within the Phoenix Fire Department because um, – uh, we we came up in, a, in a, an environment and in a culture where we didn't have to ask if it was okay to do things like that. Right. And we were actually just given expectations of, You better yeah, fucking do it. Do, do, well, <laughs> right. Hey man, do the right thing. Right? right? Is it ethical? Is it legal? And is it good for the customer? Oh, well yeah, you can do it. So those types of things um, uh, I find pretty special specifically about where we work. And, uh, and I love the fact that uh, it's not, gosh, can we do that? Is oh hell yeah, we're gonna do that. Right. And right. that's that's the answer. That's that's the way we, we function and we operate.
0: We used to have uh, what was that program card? Star something
2: or Fire
0: Yeah, Firestar. Yeah, where like there were, yeah. where there was funds you could go do stuff like Stylics. that. Still exist. Yeah, I have no idea.
2: See and there's there's a little more to this that story there because for <clears throat> I I have a relationship well, I used to have a relationship with Alan Brumacini. Right. Not only was he my fire chief, and, you know, at the time when I got hired, I had no idea who the man was, but for some reason, he he liked me. Height? Yeah,
1: I was going to say. <laughs> he, yes, yes. <laughs> you guys height. literally I w- saw height. You
2: got to I was the only, I, I, yeah, was the only guy on the job that he could see eye to eye yeah, with. Yeah, see eye to eye with, yeah. But, sure.
0: you know, he, Plus, he was a meathead, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he looked 100%. He loved picking up yeah.
1: heavy things. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Not a big surprise there. <laughs> Angry, meathead. <laughs> yeah all the above five f- five eleven you know so we we had a <laughs> you know over his his timeline of being the fire chief and then it, even after he retired we used to meet on a monthly basis and we used to talk about everything you know That's awesome all, all different entities of whatever and then that timeline were uh you know, I'm at five, I'm going over this project with him of, hey, we're trying to we're trying to put this sign on the station and stuff. And he's like, well, what's the fire department doing? Well, we're doing it on our own. We, you know, we want to be, you know, self-funded, self-sufficient, you know, whatever. Yeah. He goes, okay, well, he goes, I need you to uh, tell me how much that is. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, well, he goes, what kind of sign are you putting up there? Are you just putting Christmas lights? I go, no, no, no. I go, we have, uh, we have this big sign company that makes all these, you know, billboards for the... Uh, Uh, Football stadiums, we had them come in and give us a quote, and it was you know ridiculous quote and stuff, and I think it was sixty five thousand dollars. What? Yeah, you didn't have that.
1: You didn't have that in the kitty. But but here's the funny thing about that: this sign, this
2: sign was massive. (laughs) Right. I mean, it was sixteen foot by twenty five foot, and it was a full television. We could put anything on it we wanted. We just programmed it. Right. You know, so we mm. could, we because could, PCH's windows are right there. And yeah, you yeah. constantly have little kids' faces just plastered against the glass, watching the fire trucks, watching our buffoonery, whatever. Right. So we thought, hey, what a great message, especially if we could start actually yeah. individualizing. Hey, you know, happy birthday, Tommy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> Look, you're sold. Yeah, I mean, you're so like, I, I love this guy. Already. <laughs> so I told, I told Bruno. I go, yeah. I go, we had this one company come in. They quoted us sixty-five grand, and then he commenced the pulling out his his uh, checkbook and wrote a check. And I'm like, no, I I can't take that. Yeah. I go, you know, I go, that's not going to happen. He goes, well, I want it to happen. I go, well, just let us do, let us, let us do it. Right. You know, this, this is, this is, you know, I, I, I thanked him. Immensely. I mean, you know, what a great, I mean, that just shows the kind of character he was. Oh, yeah. He was a great man, you know. So, you know, I told him I couldn't accept that and stuff. And we wanted, he goes, well, he goes, you got to understand. Well, I think I went back to, we had a meeting further on down. He said, well, what about the sign? I go, well, it's up, it's running. I go, and it's just simple and it's sweet and it just says hope. And he goes, perfect. He goes, that's an absolute perfect message. He goes, because a fire truck is actual hope. Mm. He goes, "What what do you think when somebody calls 911, what why do you think they call 911? Cuz they're looking for hope." Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're vessels of hope driving the streets of Phoenix. You know, and that's when it came full circle cuz that's not at all what we were thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. No, well, but yeah, I mean, did, he though. just he just he was able to you know, the man had a great clarity. Yeah. A lot could, more than me. He could articulate it a little yeah. bit.
0: Little bit clear. How did you guys come up with Hope? Like, was, did you guys sit down at the table?
2: We did. Like, yeah. We did. Uh, all three stations, and we had all kinds of. We need a
0: simple word, four letters, only a couple syllables. No, that wasn't you know, it. Because
2: we, we, yeah, we were still in the. We wanted one word. We didn't care how big. We didn't care whatever. And, you know, we kept on going over it, and, you know, you got a group of dumb.
1: Yeah, we're not known Dumb, for knowing yeah. a lot of words. Dumb shit right. firemen. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, having so, a big vocabulary.
2: Yeah. They're like, right. Hope, uh,
0: what's next?
2: <laughs> yeah, well and seeing hope, hope wasn't even in there because that's yeah. how bad we were. High. Yeah. High. It, yeah. Yeah, wasn't wasn't even in there. Yeah. So And who actually coined the term hope was uh, uh it was it was two wives. Oh yeah, that makes sense. One of them was my wife, and the right. other one was Dave Carver's wife on C-Shift. Yeah, that makes they bo- sense. Keeps, we you know, go home, and we're saying, hey, we're going through all these terms and stuff. And right. his wife came up, well, why don't you just go hope? And my wife did the exact same thing. We came back, and like, this me is and easy, Dave showed, showed each other, <laughs> and he's like, that's obviously <laughs> what it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we're stu- too stupid. Yeah. To. <laughs> like, this isn't that hard, you dummies. <laughs> I, I know you guys wear
0: helmets to work, but just yeah. hopes And name back. tags, yeah, so exactly. don't forget. Yeah, yeah,
2: so that's pretty simple. Yeah. With hope. So and that's where, you know, came up and took off from there. Still there, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Lit up 24 7.
0: I mean, just mm-hmm. listen to your story and kind of how it's been. Like, you ever, I mean, I don't know if you're a religious guy, not nah, divine intervention, whatever, but like, do you think you were just like, this is, you're the guy that's going to be the one that's going to take care of Ricky?
2: Uh,. How no. all this stuff is well,
0: added up, dude. Like it's cancer, 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 and then a member of your crew, at, Rick, was forty or forty-one. Yeah, when he got it. He's forty-one. Yeah, yeah. when he got it, mm-hmm. it has cancer, and that's shortly after. Probably that hope sign goes up. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was.
2: Yeah, very shortly after. You so, know. So, and uh, I guess I I guess I really didn't think about that.
0: Well, I'm just I'm listening I, to your I, story. And I'm going Jesus Christ! Like everything up to this point has prepared you to kind of not everything, but a large has prepared you to deal with a member on your truck who has cancer.
2: Yeah. I don't know if it was the choices that I made in the past or yeah. I don't think you had a choice kind of. No, you know, and I, I yeah. And I guess I wasn't looking for choices either. Yeah.
1: Well, Hey, we never get to pick, right? No, we don't. We we don't, the organization doesn't get to pick, uh, you know, who's going to, who's going to be the boss of the next person that has this significant issue. Um, it worked out pretty uh, – uh, I don't want to say it worked out well, but it actually worked out well. It worked out um, as good as it possibly could have.
2: Right. You're the yeah. right person for that specific job. Well, I, 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 I wouldn't say that. I was a person willing to do something. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was the right person, but right. I was somebody that w- – I had to, to do something. Yeah. Right, I knew that, and I didn't know what that was, but – I knew I had to do something. You, right. you know what I mean, and it, and it wasn't just because Ricky was my guy. It was I would have done that for anybody.
0: So I mean, how does so how does that happen? Like Rick, Rick walks into the station one day and says, "Hey, I'm gonna sit you guys down. I gotta talk to you guys about something." Well, it's
2: it's funny because I uh, I'm teaching some other classes through the department stuff about you know cancer prevention and all that stuff. But the first time I told the story was just a couple of weeks ago because I've never really told it. Right. So. <clears throat> Take as much time as you need, dude.
0: So, mm. this is a big deal because, like Heidi, like, like, from, like, like, from your perspective, like, to be able to deal with this and handle this stuff, like, how hard is this?
4: Just what you're dealing with. Right. I mean, you just got to be in it. And I just admire the vulnerability. I mean, I every human going through whatever life is handing us. I mean, we don't choose. You know, it's just like, here's this. Deal with it. Yeah, here's you know. a shit sandwich. What like. are you, and how are you going to be? Right. Yeah. I just
2: <clears throat> well, with, uh, with Rick, it was a shit storm from the beginning. Mm. I mean, it was, it was so fast that none of us could catch our breath. Right. None of us could get a grasp Mm. So to speak of what was happening. So, <clears throat> one shift he comes in, and this this is this is truly how fast it took place. One shift he comes in, and uh, he's complaining that he feels bloated. Well, l- l- let me go back a little bit because <clears throat> not like twelve beers, carne a burrito bloated. <laughs> well, see, and that's that's the that's the straight path that I went down. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's what we do, right? right? So, yeah. at this time, we already we already had a basically a timeline established in Station Five. At three o'clock, you better be in the weight room. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. And I mean, the whole house is in the weight.
0: Well, room. describe Rick like he's he's basically Rick, like being a yeah. twin brother. Right? Yes,
2: Rick. Had the exact same stature as me, except a little bit bigger. Right. A little bit muscular. Big, than huge, me. broad chest, yes. big
0: old shoulders, yes. like just built like a fire
2: plug. Mu- but, yeah. I mean, he looked like he could jump on stage and do a pose down with anybody at any moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, and probably win. Yep.
1: Story of my life.
2: Yeah. 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 And uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we had already had this, you know, and it, it's funny because, you know, I say, be in the weight room at three o'clock. That doesn't mean you have to do anything. Yeah, just be in there. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that it's was social
1: as much as anything.
2: Well, see, and that's where we coined the phrase round table. Hmm. That was our roundtable. If when if you were in the weight room, I mean, and trust me, there was many guys in there that never picked up a weight, never even turned on a bicycle, and do deep knee bends. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, they, hey, they were just in there for the fellowship and for what was going to take place at the round table and that was just where true talk came out. You right. know, yeah. you could speak freely, and you know, and the weird thing, or well, not really weird thing, but every there was there was no discrimination in that room right. you know so i mean my probationary guys were in that room and they talked freely which kind of shocked other people that would rove in or whatever and they would see hey what's your booter talk what's yeah. your booter talking for well right. because i let him yeah because he has a voice and he has a very great perspective of what's mm-hmm. taking place because yeah. i've been in this perspective so long i forget what it looks like and i forget what we have and i forget what what our goals and our mission are you know so this guy that's been staring. Mm-hmm. And, You know, it's it's kind of like that little kid that's been staring through the glass of, you know, the glass window of a candy store for so long. You know, he knows where all the candy's at, all that stuff. But I guarantee you, that worker inside there has no idea where any of that stuff is. Right. You know, so it's a very unique perspective. So I always let my probationary guys speak freely. You know, so because they have great perspective, and you know, just because they're young on the job doesn't mean they're dumb. That doesn't mean they're not intelligent. That doesn't mean they have great. You know, input they, they can't give. You know, so. well,
1: so I can attest to that. Is is being specific on who the probationary firefighters we were that would that we would send to Station Five is that when when they showed potential, at least for me, that uh, if when they went, they would get assigned to Station Five because Station Five would develop that potential. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. So, hmm. so so you actually had a plan. Yeah, yeah in, in spite of what Chris, anybody may
3: think. Chris yeah, used weird. to call
2: me all the time, hey, I got a guy for you. I'm like, God damn it, Chris.
3: <laughs> Project. Yeah. I, all, all, I can't fix off. stupid. <laughs>
2: you know that now. You know, but yeah. So, you know, the three o'clock, three o'clock whistle comes around, and me and Ricky were always the first two in there. And uh, me and Rick are talking, and Rick goes, hey, you know, he goes, I don't know what's going on, but I, I'm really, I feel really bloated. You know, like in my stomach area. And of course, I go straight into busting balls because that's what I do. Right. I go, well, Rick, I go, look at yourself in the mirror. You know, because yeah. the room's just tattered with look how mirrors. Fat so, you look. And that's exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. I go, look at you. are a fat bastard. You <laughs> should feel bloated. Yeah. You know, every fat guy, I'm sure, feels bloated. Yeah, he's probably going to trip over there. Yeah. So then, you know, and he kind of said, oh, he goes, I'm being serious here, dude. Come on. <laughs> and, and I go, well, man. I go, listen, man. I go, I go, we don't eat well here. I go, I mean, we do, but we don't, you know, sometimes rovers rove in, they cook, whatever. Plus you that's know. eat. Like, yeah, I go, you know, dude, I go, you probably ate something bad or whatever, and you just, you know, you didn't need to fart, burp, shit, <laughs> something, you know? He goes, well, I've done all that, nothing's changed. And I go, well, I go, just give it time to let it run through, your, through the course, you sure. know? I go, I go, how long have you been feeling like this? Oh, just a couple of days. I'm like, oh, okay. I go, so, you know, you should feel better by next shift.
1: So heavy back day. Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah, you know. Right. So of course he goes about his workout and does his deal, and right. we all do. And you know, round table goes, and you know, and uh he comes back the next shift, and right out of the gate, first thing in the morning. And I don't, I don't know if you know Rick or not, but yeah. he's he, he's a little bit of a hypochondriac. He's you know, he sometimes makes big shit out of little stuff and whatever. So you know. So, that was a little bit of what I did on the first shift of, you know, just, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever, Rick. It's just an, another new ache and pain. You're, right. you're fine. Right. You know, so then he comes back next shift. Well, so now we're talking three days, right? Three days. So he goes, hey, listen, dude. He goes, I'm, uh, I'm still bloated and it's starting to radiate, radiate up into my throat area. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, no, look at this. And he whips up his shirt. And I could see his liver protruding from underneath his ribcage. Yeah, and man. then that's when I was like, dude, what the, yeah. you know. You're actually not bullshitting this time. You're actually yes. not Something's right. going on. You're like, damn it. And he goes, well, what do you want me to do? And I go, well, I want you to go to the ER. I go, I, I, you know, you need somebody to do a full makeup on you and figure out. I go, you you know, something's infected in you and we need to figure out what it is. Right. You know, I didn't know if it's a liver infection, whatever it could be, you know. I go, but we need to get a grasp on this. So, you know, he left for that shift. We got a replacement all that stuff. And then, you know, three days later, he's diagnosed stage four uh, esophageal cancer. So a total of nine days from symptoms to full-blown diagnosis stage four, you know, because he had a hole eaten from his esophagus into his trach. So, yeah. So, and then that's when he just, you know, he started going through the gamut of, uh, you know, all the treatments and stuff. And that's when they found out you know, hey, this is in your lungs. This is in your liver, and then, you know, it migrated to his brain. So,
1: was that his last shift on the truck?
2: That was yeah. his last shift on the truck. Yes. Wow.
0: Yep. So, as 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 a counselor, how do you like how that doesn't give you the opportunity to kind of process stuff, right? Like one day's there, quick. next day's gone. You have nine guys or ten guys at that or nine. at that station yeah. that magically you're 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 the guy that you've been around for. A year, two years, three years, four years, five years, just now, magically, just it's just gone. Not there,
4: right? Yeah, I mean, something changed, right? You know, and and that's a life, right? Yeah. Now we bring the meaning into that, but when we're talking about our people, right? And you have such community, right? Right. I think Brandon used the best word there. Just like, how do you process that? How do you downshift that fast when it's something that's like, okay, life is this way, and now, boom,
0: right? so so how did you do that like like how did Uh, you guys do that like like obviously because one thing man like there's if it's just you have to deal with rick it's one thing but now you have to deal with rick and six other guys now or six other people and another shift another two other shifts and now you're that point of contact between those people so how did you like like what you guys talk about Like, how would you talk about it
2: well when it when he was first diagnosed, it was, it was a lot of, it was a lot of denial. It was a lot. And this is from us, not right. from him. Yeah. This is from us. Because, yeah. He's going to be back, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we downplayed it a lot. Cause but, we almost you know, don't
0: want to admit it can happen. Right. Right.
2: Not, I mean, is it even possible to happen? And then, okay, this is Rick. He's one of the toughest dudes we know. So he'll be fine. Right. You know, this is, this is like a scratch, you know, he'll, he'll be up madam, and no problem. See, and there was this, this time of us trying to deal with it and then on the flip side you had rick on the other side where Rick's went straight into isolation mm. so and what i mean by that the only person he would talk to was me gotcha but he would only talk to me over the phone gotcha. i could I, he wouldn't let me come visit him he wouldn't let me do any of that and that was for the first month because he he was battling
1: what do you think was behind that dan
2: well i i think i think uh he was scared he was in denial and uh, some
1: vulnerability type stuff there
2: that and uh he didn't yes it was probably all vulnerability he didn't want to see us let us see him in a weakened state mm. normal heidi very normal
4: just different people like i mean i hear i hear the crew being like I mean, you're calling it a denial i'm just hearing you holding a positive context Right, of like, sure. okay, you know, we could go into a story about how terrible this could be. All you got was facts. You got a right. diagnosis, right? This right. is okay, it's yeah. bad, you yeah. know? And there's, I mean, I've heard all kinds of crazy, miraculous stories. It doesn't always mean just because there's a stage four diagnosis that that's the end.
2: Right, right. I've kind of watched people
4: right. recover. My mom's one of them. <clears throat> um, different type of cancer. But, but that's what I hear. Like right. at the station, and yet you've got Rick dealing with whatever he was dealing with and his action right we come back right. to action was i'll talk to you on the phone but not here he wasn't right. letting anybody in yeah and he's
0: setting a clear boundary He right. set a boundary yeah. you know
4: and not knowing the whole story and, and him or whatnot just people do different things with the information that they get and when it comes to our health and our well-being that's a murky it's a murky territory
1: right yeah. and he's trying to manage how he thinks about it right and how he feels about That's what about I'm saying. What That's exactly yeah, right? Right. what I'm speaking
4: yeah. to. Is like you guys got the guys at the at the station that are like, "Okay, you know, it's a scratch. Yeah, it's a story you made up about right. it." Like, "Okay, we're just going to keep going and like, you know, dealing with whatever you're dealing with, right. but trying to just stay focused on, you know, what's possible and having him back and be part of the team. He's got his own interpretation, his own experience inside dealing with it and his action on the court was, you know, like I'll talk to you on the phone, but don't come over. You're right. his community,
2: <laughs> right? Right.
4: And that's how he chose to to be with it. Yeah. You know.
2: And and I guess for the guys at the station, I mean, I knew that boundary existed. Right. And I and I knew he was doing that, or he was he was building that boundary, and the guys at the station were very reluctant to abide by that boundary mm.
0: well, naturally right because yeah. we're like no bullshit man like this is our guy no like, we're, yeah. we're coming out we're, we love this guy yeah, we're going to clean
2: your pool we're going to mow your lawn we're going to do it right. and he's like absolutely not right. mm. do not come out here you know and I had history with it so I mean because my wife did the same thing to me gotcha so you know I kind of mm. knew right so this I, is why I, I say and and that, it's almost like you are tailor made yeah. to kind of deal with some yeah, of this stuff yeah I guess stuff, I man. didn't realize that until yeah. right now probably but uh, uh, so I I kind of talked to the guys and saying, listen, he's yeah he means this. He right. needs this. Right. And and we have to be we have to be good enough to abide by this.
0: Because we as firemen or men or just human beings, we naturally like people in like in the fire service. They want to help. Yeah. they are Trying to keep what me from helping. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so now you take that away from those guys. They're like almost helpless right like fuck man Mm -hmm. like now we can't do anything right can't see him like fuck man so it's even harder on those guys which is a whole nother basket of things that you have to deal with right like you're you're keeping the dogs at bay you're trying to you know you're trying to handle things uh, you know for Mm -hmm. rick and respect his wishes that's a fine line right and not the easiest line to tell yeah
2: so then you know as soon as he went through the you know setting up his boundary then he slowly, I mean, Rick, slowly started tearing down that boundary. And I knew that was coming, too, because, mm. you know, once again, my wife did the same thing. Right. So, I, you know, I, you know, and that's what I would go over with the guys, too. And, you know, plus some of the guys had some history with it, too. And they knew as well. It's just, it's hard to follow, you know, your, your thought process Because you want to do, 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 mm-hmm. but you just couldn't hear you had to give him the moment to invite you back into his
0: life. Mm-hmm. But that's a, that's a mature self-discipline thing as a leader that you have to, you have to abide by. But it was hard, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah what do you, what do you right think the right? timeline
2: was at on
1: Danny? It was,
2: just, it, was, uh, it was just just a little bit over one month. Okay. You know, but as he started tearing down that wall, it wasn't a tear down the wall, come help me or anything like that. It was a tear down the wall, I need you guys, mm. but I don't need you to do things for me. I just need you. Because I miss you guys. You know, I'm used to living a third of my life with you. So it was that. Because he still forbid us to do anything to help him. You know, as far as, you know, there was some stuff at his house that need fixed. And we all have, you know, construction backgrounds. You know, so. But he forbid any of that take place. He just wanted us to be there. You know, which I understood. I knew. And, you know. But, you know, and the funny thing was is. It was 100% on his terms because it wasn't us going out to him. He came to us. Mm. So he came to five to have lunch with us. And he had a specific menu that he wanted produced for that day because it was his favorite stuff. I was going (laughs) to say. You know know what I mean? And it just happened to be me in the kitchen the whole time. And I think he did that on purpose too. (laughs) Let's put this asshole in the kitchen and make him cook all day. Perfect. You know, I'm just going to make him cook all the dishes that he normally cooks. (laughs) So, you know, and it it was, it was, it was weird because, and I think he did this for a reason because the whole time that he's getting ready to come visit us or, you know, we call him, we we used to make fun of him say, oh, you're going to come for a ride along? We could probably get you hired maybe. Come on, little fella. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if you're going to, I don't know if you're tall enough, but, you know, (laughs) you might be able to get on, you know, and we're just busting his balls and stuff. And he, he went around and he called all the guys from the station and said, hey man, I just wanna prepare you for when I come. You know, because I'm not the same guy. I look different, I, you know, everything. You know, I just, you know. And it was weird because I didn't understand what he was telling me at the time. I mean, I knew, but I didn't know. Because I still, I mean, the last image I saw him I'm, was, you know, the day I sent him home. Yeah, He's 215 pounds, lean, mean, you know. He was a rip machine. And then when he showed up that shift for, uh our, his so-called ride along, you know, to have lunch with us and stuff. Uh, Engine five happened to get a call, which was my truck. So we come back. He's already there. And as you walk in from, you know, the place that we keep our trucks, you know, that you open up the door and you get a you get a side shot of the kitchen table, and he was sitting there. And th- this sound this sounds bad, but uh, the first thing that went across my mind was like, oh, well, shit, whose dad's here?
3: Mm.
2: and then i then he kind of gave me a glance and i see who it was and then that's when it struck me yeah that he was he was sick yeah dude that's a hit yeah yeah
0: and, and what a selfless thing for because i i i am no way shape or form trying to act like I knew rick anything like you guys did i knew him you know we're, we're friends we're co-workers stuff like that but for a dude that's dying. To take the time to call people and say, hey man, I'm preparing you for when I come down so you're not freaked the fuck out. Like right. I'm okay with it. But but to have the wherewithal to, to actually do that, that's right. that tells you what mm-hmm. kind of guy he is. Like yeah. I, I'm there's that team before self thing. <clears throat> yeah. I, again, right? Like I like I'm more worried about you guys. I'm fucking dying. And right. I'm more mm-hmm. worried about how you guys are 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 mm-hmm. are gonna feel when I show up. Right. That's fucking
2: crazy, man. See so in, in you know that that first time we saw him, I mean, you, you're talking about just just a smidgen over a month, he'd already dropped sixty pounds. Wow, oh, goodness. Sixty, and he was ashy gray, mm-hmm. eyes sunken in, didn't have any hair. You know, I mean, and this was a guy that looked top notch. I mean, yeah. you know, always fit. Yeah, always he, fit. He too. prided himself on his yeah. appearance. Always fit, yeah. You know, so, yeah, it it struck me hard. Matter of fact, it brought me to my knees. Right. So, and how did, how, how did the crew handle it? Uh, almost exactly how I did. Right. Mm. Even though he tried to prepare us, we just weren't prepared enough.
0: Yeah. And we, we how could you be, right? You know, right. you don't, you can't fucking know what someone's going to look like 60 pounds lighter. And- well,
2: yeah. And that was the whole deal is, you know, we kept on going over this timeline in our brain. You know, this is, this is, you know, in total, this is a month and a half. How's this
4: possible? Yeah. How's this even possible? Right. Uh, Again, yeah. hard to process. How do you take in?
1: Right. And we're trained to MD. look at horrible things. Yeah, yeah. And we do look at horrible right. things. And But it's there's a whole different level here of that compare and contrast of somebody that mm-hmm. you know and love. That, right. Yeah.
2: You know, I, th- I think, you know, for the most part, we all handled it, you know, fairly well. You know, I think he knew we were, it was going to be a shock to everybody. Right. You know, and that's why he tried to prepare so well and, mm-hmm. you know, to make sure.
0: How did you help? Because I because, because I know you're not just going to let things organically happen. Like you, you are, you're smart, dude. So you know, like, hey, we also saw saw something today that we did that did not sit well with us. Like now, I, Captain Grover, I have to do what's necessary to make these guys okay. Right.
2: Well, I I think I think it initiated or began at that first that first time we saw him because after. I got myself back together. I went. I went in and went to normal busting his balls right out of the gate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Oh, that, yeah. But yeah. but in you know in Heinz that was the icebreaker.
0: You're trying to bring it back to normal.
2: Yes. Right. Yes. And that's yeah. what he truly yeah. wanted. That's why he was there. Probably needed it. Too. He yeah. yes. He needed some normalcy. And I and knew that's why he was there. Right. You know. So I needed everyone else to be normal too. Right. So I just started b- busting his balls, because if I start busting his balls, then I knew everyone would respond accordingly, and they right. would start doing it too. Gotcha. It goes right you know,
4: back to what you were saying in action. You know, yeah. You could, I mean, just I. Oh God. I'm just really present to the love that the community has. Right. You know, and and.
2: See, and that was a that was big thing because I knew if I, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm going to sit down at the kitchen table and I'm going to start talking through this. What is that? That doesn't do anything for anybody. Mm-hmm. No. I, I'm sorry to tell you that, but it doesn't. No. And but most I,
1: importantly, him. Yes. It yeah, yes. And he's probably
2: the last one that wants to hear all this bullshit all yeah. over again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everybody's drumming him with it. I'm sure. So, you know. I wish you had guys like Gabe Barrera. there. Sure. Total you know, rockheads. <laughs> Love you, You Gabe, know, so. Man. <laughs> so then, you know, we just start flinging shit and we went straight back to normal, you know, which was great. And it was, it was good for all of us, you know, especially for me too, you know? Right. So and it, and it helped. Feels normal, yeah. like act yeah. or whatever. Yeah.
0: How do you deal with the, with the, with the subsequent shifts when Rick's not around and now it's kind of sunk in, like he's not here, like I'm dealing with, with this shit. Like, like how do
2: you guys handle that? Uh, you know, then that's, you, the the weird thing is is you know, I mean the fire service in itself you you don't like to talk about feelings and mm. emotions and stuff like that but this is the one moment I think for us you know when we were going through this that it was okay to do that mm-hmm. right you know and you have to allow that mm. you know and then you know and there was you know including myself there was times where you know guys can can keep their composure and stuff yeah. or whatever, yeah. and it's, that's true. all right. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's always
0: all right. Yeah, it, it,
2: yeah. It's never not okay. Right, but yeah. but it, but sometimes it, it it takes a while to learn that. Gotcha. Mm. You know because for some reason you think it's not all right. Yeah. You know so, and you just you have to allow that natural emotion to take place. You know, and I did I did it. You know, yeah. I, at Station Five we allowed it. You know what I mean and. You know, even, even guys that were, you know, that would rove in, you know, because we work in a roving system and stuff. So, you know, guys would come in and they would join right in in that. And, you know, most of them, most of them would say, hey, man, I can't wait till I get an opportunity to work here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, so, people are probably yeah. fucking dying to work there because I can see the level of care that everybody has for each other, even when shit right. goes good or bad. Like, right. were you doing stuff? Um, were you checking in, like, on the crew? On your days off, or you guys oh, yeah. getting together having dinner? Are yeah. you guys fucking? Hey, let's just go get fucked up tonight, drink a bunch of beer, and talk crazy. Like, you we, I, you uh, know. I'm
2: I'm not a big drinker, right? So, and the only reason is because I have no off switch. Mm. I get really out of control. Yeah. Imagine I mean, yeah, angry, you, th- you think I get, yeah, you think I get amped up now, you have no idea. Right. Yeah. Give him another one. Give Dan yeah, another so, one. So a lot of it was, yeah, we would go out and do things or, you know, a lot of it was, you know, phone. We always checking on some, I was talking to somebody every day. Yeah. Crazy and text multiple back people. And forth, yeah, forth. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You know, and some of them, sometimes a the crazy text would, well, you know, I need to call this dude. Who, who, who was your lifeline? Who was my lifeline? Because, because you're taking care of everybody else.
0: Was it shoemaker? Was it your yeah. wife? One hundred percent shoemaker. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's
2: where that's, yeah. that that's where all that stuff comes into play even even more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because so. I had him. You know, I get to call him every third day to decompress, talk. And to him he her. and he knew it was coming. I mean, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he even said, "Dude, this is why I'm here." Yeah, and he wanted it for sure, absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he he ain't afraid of that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Because if I if I didn't call him that shift, he's calling you. Yes. Yeah, or fucking showing up at the station. Yeah, right? dude, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. You know, you didn't give me the welfare check this morning, so I, I need to make sure everything's good, you know, so w- which is good. And and, granted, I mean, my wife helped a lot, too. Right. It was just, you know, I had a lot of emotions that I couldn't... And it's constant. Yeah. There's there's, there's, there's no shutting it off, right? No, there wasn't.
0: And no. you have to be on all the time for your guys, for whoever, yeah. for, for his family, whatever you're doing for his family. Um, yeah.
2: So. Yeah, so. And then, you know, I, I don't really... I. I'm really bad on the timeline because that time just, yeah, warp speed, right? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, turned into a blur.
1: Did he visit often?
2: Yeah, he did. So whenever whenever he would have an appointment at Good Sam, he always made him in the morning so that he could spend the afternoons with us. Mm. Nice, you know. So that's that's where we coined the phrase. Oh, you coming over for a ride along? Yeah, Yeah, I'm (laughs) coming. You know. So so then from that point on, we really got got to hang out at least hang out in the gym. Yeah, And, and we got to really see the transition of you know you know him being sick and you know and it, the weird thing was is i think all of us knew what was going to happen but he didn't mm. nor nor would he even yeah you know mm. so I he's mean, gonna fight to the end yes Yeah. E- I, even yeah. on his deathbed right
0: there's no, you know I'm, there, yeah, I'm not giving out yeah to see that transition does that help Heidi, or is that
4: you're there um it's hard to even comment right now. I'm just like in awe. Yeah. Really. You know, like, like just hear this space that you created. Right.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I just, I just flew in. I, this last week I went on a couple of school visits with my son, so I had a lot of time to t- think to myself. So, and I was thinking about that, you know, because, okay, this is a line of duty death. And which one's easier to accept, the mm. one that you watch your guy rot right away mm. or the one that's instant? Mm. You know, and I'm, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, and I don't want to know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know, I the don't, I, yeah, I don't know like, if there is oh an answer. God. I don't think I know the answer yeah. to that yeah. Yeah. either. Because in, in my book, both of them are extremely horrible. Yeah. Because I, I know at the time, well, to this day, it's still horrible for me.
0: Right. And, and it's probably, and that's... I would say Heidi, you can chime in anytime, but I'd say that's normal, and it's gonna be you know tough for a long time, and like that, like you obviously love the guy. He's part of your crew for a long time. He had a profound effect on who you are as a captain, probably the crew that you're on too. So I mean, I think that's a good thing, dude. Like like like, I think if you were. Unemotional, didn't give a shit, didn't shed a tear. Like, I don't think those right. are good things. Like, you're, yeah. and like, 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 like Heidi always says, and I, I actually listen to what you say, like, you take it, you own it, you process it, and you feel it, and you're feeling it right, right now, right?
4: Yeah, it's grief. I mean, grief is the emotion. I, I, I wouldn't call it horrible. I mean, horrible is like the devastation and, and loss to lose somebody that is just so dear to you. That's what I'm right. hearing you right. say. Like, yeah. I mean, I hear horrible is a, the scripture it's just like there's like a wave of emotion that comes with that really happened you're just absorbing reality right and to kind of point it brandon's question what you were just saying is like you know what there's no better worse i don't know to cut yeah, there's really no like, normal just, right there's no normal yeah, this is really. life happening as lived with people grappling with how to be human beings right and I mean just again I'm just in awe when I hear what you're sharing about how you were being right in the presence of of what life handed your station
0: Yeah I mean to me, it, to me to me as a compliment to you it's the ultimate sign of a human being I'll fucking mm-hmm. kill you but I'm not <laughs> but I'm not afraid to show emotion either right like but all of it yeah like, I think yeah like grace. like like that whole side of it and I think people the world not just firemen but like like they should understand like hey man like we're all fucking human we all hurt we all cry we mm-hmm. all go through things I've cried several times in my fucking life so it's like it's not like it's not something that the that, the that, that we should be afraid to do it like showing yes, that emotion it, to me shows that you truly give a fuck about it
2: right see and I guess I'm I'm still learning that part of it mm-hmm. because I've never been really good at emotion right and now that you know I've been through this and it's yeah it's it, it's helped me but then again I don't know sometimes I don't know how to shut it off
4: there, sometimes you this can't. is where I would comment like it's not a shut off like look emotion is energy it's going to move through your body most people live in a space of like you know, I don't want to say it that way erase like the tough guys that are like don't feel right, right? repress squash you know don't, don't allow it if you just get that it's emotional energy it'll move through you You know, it's just gonna move through you. There's no shutting it off. Like when you live in the horribleness and the story and interpretation of it being like this terrible thing, that will make it last longer. But do you get like life's, this is life. Emotions life, death is life. Nobody likes it. We didn't ask for it. He didn't say, okay, wake up one morning, say, hey, I want cancer.
2: Right. Well, see, I I guess I, well, okay, coming into the fire service, When you're young on the job and stuff, and you get mentors and all this, a lot of guys will tell you, you need to learn how to flip the switch. Mm. You need to learn how to keep all this stuff on the fire truck and be the good guy at home. So you're constantly flipping a switch, because you see shit that you don't want to see again, Mm -hmm. and it sticks with you and all this stuff, but then you you flip this switch for when you go home, because none of that stuff matters anymore, and you don't want to think about it anymore, and you don't do any of that anymore. So... And that's what you get really good at doing is flipping mm-hmm. the switch, mm-hmm. and then sometimes later on in your career, the switch breaks. Yeah. So then now you're non-emotional everywhere. Yeah. So know. it's kind of like you know one time my wife told me you are a cor- cold-hearted son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> She's right. Right.
2: You know, but <laughs> I never used to be like that, Brandon. Right. No, you, t- know you know what I mean? It. Yeah. But it was it was no longer knowing how to p- change, uh, change the switch, or you know, even maybe my switch was broken. You know, because my kid would have a devastating injury and mm. I'm like, Yeah, whatever, kid. Gotcha. You know, you need to rub some dirt on it. Yep, you know, let's go. Pu- suck it up. Push your <laughs> femur back into your thigh. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and let's go. <laughs> yeah, get no your problem. ass back out there. You know, and you know, and that's when I become a cold hearted son of a bitch and it I get it. You know, and now it's I'm trying to redo my switch so to speak that's I all guess it is. It, it, reconnecting this yeah. is life
4: like yeah. and what yeah like that is life like I don't want to say just or the, that's all like, I don't want to minimize it. it I love your metaphor you got when you're dealing with the darker side of of being alive every day right right and and there's a context of you know just Disconnect, shut it aside, and go back to to living. And then you start seeing how numbed out you are. Like that, you know, it'll have an impact. And now you're waking up again. This is an opportunity to allow life in.
0: Right. We're not fucking robots,
1: dude. No, I you right. Know, we're
2: not. We're, right. we're not built that fucking way. Right. Like, but we're programmed as robots. Yeah, so to speak. Try to be. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah it's yes. our mechanism to survive a lot of the yeah. things yeah. that we yeah. Yeah. end up looking at. So I got a question. Does, um, and I don't know if there's an answer for this, but uh, if there's a concern that if this doesn't hurt as bad in the future as time goes on, you know, you, it still doesn't. It's not weighing on you as heavily. Is that a concern that you're just? that you're losing connection to it? Because, uh, you know, after 9-11, everybody says, we'll never forget, and everybody wants to mm. hold on to that really strong emotion of it. Um, but it doesn't, if it subsides, it doesn't mean you care any less. I, I,
2: well, I guess I'll put it this way. There'll be people around me, you know, whoever they may be. But I guarantee you, me and my guys that were at Station 5, yeah. we'll never forget. And I don't think the emotion will ever leave us. You know? Yeah. It, I mean, I, no, I, I don't, I don't know, may, maybe it will. I don't see it. I don't see it today. I don't. And right. there'll be a trigger. I, you know?
0: They that, that, that get you probably gets, like, yeah, like get, one day. Yeah. I know, get, I dude, get like, triggers I this day. You know what sure. I mean? because
2: I Because I guess I got to go back a little bit because, you, I mean, mm-hmm. Rick was my fireman at five for like seven years. And you know, a real right? fucking fireman. Real, like a fireman's real, fireman. He, he, like not, He yeah. was one of the best firemen I've ever had. Right. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he was good. I didn't have to tell him anything, right. ever. He knew exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Probably, he probably that could guy. go
0: as far to say as he's almost like a little
2: brother to Right. You, right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't have to speak words. The bigger just, little just, brother, just, but, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. It, it's the little brother concept <laughs> because I didn't have to speak words to him. Right. I just have to give him a look. <laughs> and oh, he yeah. knew instantly. Oh, shit. You before, know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it was that kind of relationship, but... I mean, he was my fireman, but he was also my probationary fireman oh, mm. at Station 18. Uh, and he was on the rescue for two years at yeah. Station 18. So, I mean, I, you know, I would like, to, we had an intimate rela- I mean, You raised yeah, him. I, ra- yeah. I did raise that's, him. Yeah, yeah, see, and that's, raised yeah him. I yep. raised him, and I raised him wrong.
0: probably didn't. What? Why did you no, say, I that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why say that? Yeah, why do you say that? Hmm.
1: I'm not sure. So, I'm not so certain, Danny. That there's anything that you could have done to create that. Right?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You raised a guy that was well liked. I can tell you that. So, well,
4: I have a question, though. Like, why, why do you say that?
2: Well. Every bit of training, every bit of future mannerisms that he's going to take, that he took on in his career, yeah. they were developed somewhere. Mm-hmm. So may they be bad habits, may they be good habits, may they be whatever. But he got them somewhere, and most likely he got them from me or, you know, the guys around me at the time or whatever. And, you know, there, there, there's things that, we've, that we do on the job that we know, hey, we could probably do this better or we could do that better. But we continue to do it. The way it's always been done. And I didn't teach him any different. I just taught him the way it's always been done. But I knew better. I, like, I, like, I didn't really know better, but I knew deep down that well, we shouldn't be doing this. Doing what? This is stupid. What are you talking about? Maybe a certain way to fight a fire. Maybe some way
0: to
1: overhaul a fire. Sure. Whether it be, you, know, you know
2: where, where you're back you at a certain time. You know, and we, we, we would call it you the know precautions
1: it, it, we can take to protect ourselves from sure. potential exposure. And, and
2: granted, all, all the data, all the information wasn't there, but you knew when you it, when you go home and you still smell like a rotten yeah. fire for a week later, yep. and you're still blowing out black boogers and stuff like that. You know that, huh? You know, maybe we should be doing this a little different. Maybe we're exposing our guys a little bit, you know, and I don't want to say wrong, but maybe there's a better way to do this, do this exposure and all that stuff. So I think that's part of the guilt that I still have.
4: Because mm-hmm. that's this is where the suffering is. Yeah. Because you're telling yourself a story about it. What are you telling yourself?
0: That story may not be
2: 100% accurate. Yeah, just
4: let it talk. But. What are you telling yourself?
2: To me, it's accurate.
4: I Well, that's. I'm inviting you to look, because that's what you're making up, and that's where your su- that's where your suffering's coming from, right? Because you think it is it helping him?
2: No, no.
4: Or you? No. Or your team? Or your wife?
2: No. Okay.
4: So what might be possible if you gave it up?
2: I don't know. I I'm not sure, okay. because I I know in... Uh, I don't know. Because I, I know in the process of this suffering, yeah. I'm—I'd like to say I'm putting on a good fight. I promise you all. things.
1: There's, there's, right. there's no that, doubt then, in my mind.
4: Look at that. So right there. Okay. What is it you want to change?
1: Just just the way
2: we do things. The yeah. way we oh, our it. our perception of things. I guess you know okay. the the way we culturally do things.
4: Do you need to suffer in the process?
2: No, but I think that. Somebody needs to start a process through suffering. I hear
4: it. Okay, it's interesting. Say more. Somebody needs to start a process through suffering.
2: I. I don't even know if I said that properly, but. It's
4: okay. <sighs> I hear your commitment, but go ahead. Keep speaking. Well, I,
2: I guess I want others to be committed, and mm-hmm. I don't want others to go through what I've gone through. So clear.
4: Yeah.
2: You know, so if they can. See a glimpse
3: mm-hmm.
2: of my suffering, I guess. Maybe they'll mm. choose a different path. And I don't mean, you know, fire, fire service, just, just choose a different set of habits, choose to do things differently, choose mm-hmm. to pride yourself in other things than what, I'm, what is culturally pushed on you. Mm. I want them to choose the right mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. you know and if you see a glimpse of my suffering through that then maybe that'll help you make the right decisions because I wish I had it all to do over again
4: what would you do different everything like
2: <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have gone to a funeral I know that well,
1: so um, mm. for me uh, you and I are guilty of working our careers very similarly right And, and what we did how we did it uh, how we worked on the fire ground, what, what we valued, what we didn't value, those types of things. Um, you, you've you had uh, a horrible outcome. Uh, mm-hmm. It's part of that, and I haven't necessarily been that close to, uh, you know, I, I've been in the same fire department, but I have not had a front row seat like you, my friend. And so I don't know that that's the way – that's the way we performed the job. That's what we valued at the time, right? And uh, and and you, you didn't create that. You did not create that value. We went along with it. We we sold it, but we but right. all of us generationally were guilty of that,
2: right? And I and I yeah I, I agree with that. But you know, <clears throat> going through this, I saw the holes.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know what I mean? And I many, never identified many of the us holes. did. Right. Well, you saw him, right.
4: and you just didn't take a different action. Right. That's
2: all. But I guess I guess what I'm saying in hindsight is I wish I would have taken a different I action. I
4: totally hear that. Clear. I, yeah. I really do. Absolutely clear. So what now?
2: Uh, I am taking a different. Beautiful. You know, and, and, a, like, and it's, mm-hmm. you, it's I I don't know because I, I know I, I know I beat myself up for this. Mm-hmm. I get in a fight with myself all this all the time about yeah. this. So, and I don't know if I'll, I, you mean, know, I'm getting better, but.
4: Can I offer something? Sure. So you hear the suffering, and I hear the clarity on a new realm that you're creating there. There's a new way to do this with less impact.
1: and I see and feel Mm -hmm. that impact that she's talking about because I see it regularly because we have a connection in that right now. And uh, so.
4: And is it, do you get it's not your fault? No. Uh. You're living with that right now.
2: (laughs) I guess, uh, see, uh, Ricky was my second fireman because my best friend at the time when we were on Engine 18, he left with lung cancer mm. and you know the things we did back then were still the things we did and you know and w- when when he left the job because he could no longer do it because of his lung cancer and stuff uh i didn't do anything
1: god
2: i shrugged my shoulders and i went about my day you know and i still reach out to him and stuff and
1: did we really know Danny do you think I don't know I don't think I did I'll just say right. I can speak for me I don't think I did
2: mm. right
0: and coming from you know I'm, I'm before your guys' time like that it didn't start happening until very recently like, I know it was every like that was that, that is that is a fallacy that is bullshit that is what has been taught before we can all acknowledge that like y- being a badass isn't fucking doing the things that we were taught So, and and now we're realizing it, but it's, it's, it's up to us to change that. Right. And it's not, it's, it's a burden we all should shoulder. It's not your, your burden to shoulder throughout the whole thing. Like you, like you are the change agent. Like you may be that person. And that's why I say like, Everything that led up to this point is why you were put in that situation. Like, I, I, like, I'm a firm believer of that. So you're that change agent, and whoever you recruit or bring onto that fucking team with you to be that, which should be all of us, put those key members. Like, that's, like, like that's, I, to me, that's the opportunity you have. Like, now this is, this sucks, dude. You're in the shit. You're blaming yourself for for. For something, in my opinion, don't punch me in the face, but 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 my opinion, it's not your fault, dude. Like, it's not your fucking fault. It'll never be your fault. We're all part of that fucking machine because it's a big fucking machine. Like, you're a bad motherfucker, but you don't have the ability to force that issue right. or that situation. So we're all responsible for it. But it's, it's also our fucking responsibility, and that's why we're here today, to get that fucking word out, and that's why right. that's why we're here.
1: Right, because mm-hmm. there's a lot more people that gonna that are going to be put in this position unfortunately because a lot of us didn't make great choices right um and uh and i i, I uh, you're a fantastic example in so many different ways dan and that's that was why truly we we wanted you to come in and so i'm, I'm yeah thank you for talking about
2: right. it well it's I, I am getting better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want you to sound like, you know, I probably sound like a bat shit crazy. You're right the last about, guy I'm worried about. Yeah. But I, I am getting better. And I just, I guess I just wish so many things, I wish I would have made smarter decisions. I wish is. I would have made yeah. better, exa- been a better example.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You, you know what I mean? Because I did oh, a lot I of, that. I did a lot of stupid shit back then. <laughs> you know, and I, you know, and I just, m- maybe it was just a matter of, I wish I would have grown up faster on the job. Mm. You know, even though I was grown up when I got on the job, I just, you know, this is this is so, going to be a fucking hard question. You don't have to
0: answer it. I'm just putting it out there. It, it, yeah, like I haven't cried enough already. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah.
2: Trust me, dude. I'm, no, it's going to be math. Yeah, yeah, just punch me in the balls yeah. on So, and
0: it, it, it's really for anybody that's in here, not necessarily directed towards you. But if Rick's looking down on us, do you think he's 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 okay with the fact that he's the one that gets it started?
2: Uh, yeah, because I talked to him about this.
0: So, yeah. So, I mean, if it's if it's something where where I think, you know, that that it's okay for it to be that way. But if we don't do anything, if we don't have these conversations, if we don't sit in here and fucking cry or get tearied up or or, or anything like that, that's fucking on us. That's our bad. Right. It's our it's our duty. It's our job. I don't think we have a choice. To 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 fucking roll over and say we're not going to do anything. So if if we're not willing to sit in here and suffer a little bit, then we're not. Right. Then we're actually not respecting him, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. On uh, on Rick's deathbed, we we talked about this because uh, he kept he kept on going over. Uh, he, you got to understand, uh, Rick never got to the point where he was accepting a death.
3: Yeah.
2: Cause he, I mean, cause it went so fast that he, he didn't get to that stage mm-hmm. and we knew that. And, uh, so me and him were talking one time and he, you know, he just kept on saying that he wants to be remembered and he, he doesn't want people to see him this way. And, you mm-hmm. know, he doesn't want to be known as go, going out like, I mean, I mean, he was in his hospice bed when he took his captain's exam. Mm. Not many people know that. That's a bad mm. motherfucker. That's, so that's, cool. that's where he took his oral board <laughs> yeah. in his bad, hospice bed. That's a bad motherfucker. I you know what it. Mean? Yeah, so, I mean? No. That, because he, he was, he was hell bent to get back on a
1: yeah, fire kind truck. Yeah, of, kind of I demanding it. of it. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean Separate. that in the most complimentary yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, he wanted nothing but to get back on a fire truck. And, and it was weird because the guys around him, you know, all of us guys, we couldn't comprehend why that was, dude, why is this so important to you? you know, how about just finish living life, Right. Mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're right here, the gate's right there, finish out, you know, and he hadn't, yeah, he just wanted on, back on a fire truck, and I'm sure he is now, he's on a fire truck. But, I love it, dude, yeah, it, I you know, I and it, fucking it, love it. I forget what direction I was going with this, what but yeah, we, we talked about in. it, and I. About not forgetting and doing something right, and, and being and I, and I promised him that I was going to, uh, I was going to change how we do things, and I was never gonna stop fighting. Then you're living it. That's what you're and doing so, right so now. So yeah, be there. He, yeah. he, he just had one basic remark for me, and he goes, yeah. He goes, I know you will never stop. <laughs> so We Renew.
3: That's it.
4: That's it.
2: I know. Uh, uh, there, uh, yeah. Uh, I guess everything else, I don't know how to let go, I guess.
4: Well, there's only one thing to let go of. And that's beating yourself up.
2: Right. But I'm like in this little, uh, uh, I don't know, this little vortex of uh, survivor's remorse. I got it. That I can't get out of.
4: Oh, right now. And you can be there. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. Okay? And there were actions you took, and there's actions that you didn't take. Okay? And you, and now you're here. Right. And you have a huge heart. And you have the clarity that who knows if it had been anybody else, if they would have the clarity that you have right now to be in action in life to make the difference in Rick's name. That's it. That's all there is to do. You go out on a fire, there's just stuff to do. Right. Because
2: I know I wouldn't be doing this without Rick's help. Absolutely. He's with you. Yeah. I would say he's here right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure,
1: and there's no expectation of a timeline either, my friend. Mm. Right, there's no, there doesn't exist. You do it as you, as you feel you can.
4: Well, you hear that we had that conversation about like the leader and the commitment. It's just that's the future you're living into for, right. for you know, the whole public service, for the fire department, for how you guys work, how you care for each other that's the commitment that you're living that's it and then I just I don't know like you've got this the part of the vortex is what you keep telling yourself about what happened I should have I should have I should have how come I, I dumped you know, right. all the self-criticism like I don't know if that's fueling you in any way you know keep it around if it's helping if it's not helping I'd say what is going to promote action towards your commitment right I'm and pretty just,
2: sure it's not helping me but I'm just
4: being generous. I know.
2: Thank you. See, I know that and I I recognize that and it's made other things very difficult. Uh It's made me and my wife's relationship very difficult. It's made, you know... From personal experience, it sucks. I can't stand it. I'm trying to find the door out of this vortex and I can't find it.
4: Acknowledgement. Okay. Because it it is part of our humanness. We're going to do that. so So... like with anything, that's why I said I don't know. Leave it around. It's not. It, you, you get to just get that it's there. When you try and squish it and tell yourself you're wrong or you shouldn't, then you're in a thing. Or you let it take over, then you're in like this whole court. You're in the vortex. You're like okay, there's that doubt and criticism and self-incrimination. And like okay, thank you. And what am I committed to? Let's just play with that. Right. Because it's in service of Rick's name and it's a commitment to your family and to uh, to the community and not that it's wrong if you're there but i don't know if you can give yourself the grace to get that that's there and it's not doesn't have to define you and that the story that you're telling yourself about what happened isn't true right then my fault i did this like that's you know i don't know remember you said about the community above the eye there's a real big eye in that story of you being the whole cause of this. just something to consider. Gotcha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice, nice throat jab. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's, that's how we like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her. Uh, that's why she comes back. <laughs> to do that stuff. Uh, I mean, I, what you did, and if, for me, you know me, I'm never going to bullshit you, Um if you're not the shining example of what to be and how to be it, and when and like when to do it, we're fucking all misled. So I mean, you know, for you to be able to go through mm. that, dude, to come in here, talk about it, process it, fucking own it, deal with it, I mean, I am going back to the million fucking times, dude. But you're you're the you were the fucking guy. Like you were the guy to have to deal with that. Like there, I and like I'm telling you, I don't think there's anybody else. That was better prepared through all the shit that you went through, through all the other cancer shit, from knowing Rick from a booter from all the way. You're, there's no other fucking guy, and I'm right. you, you're not like no one's gonna tell you. Oh yeah, some might have been better. Bullshit. You're the fucking guy to be able to help Rick and carry that thing forward, for sure, dude. Like 100. Like who like who else would have been better to deal with that? Who else knew him fucking better than you as as a fireman? Right. Nobody. You you no. you were his guy for sure, and
1: and you, and you just don't know it until you're on the other side of it right or it's not it, people like us can look at it I guess from the outside and, and 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 say yeah
4: but it is it's bigger than Rick
1: yeah
2: right
4: this isn't about it is now. that yeah, yeah. this yeah. is about you're the guy right yeah <laughs> to make the difference
2: yeah I'm, tr- I'm trying I'm trying
0: I I would say you're succeeding. You're not trying. Because just to hear that, because he tells this story in in a new academy. For for guys that are going to be captains or soon to be captains, he has told this story. And I haven't really, I don't know, like I didn't know that. Someone just caught wind of it. So those guys are starting to talk about that stuff. Like you're starting that. The whole conversation.
4: Now, look. This whole thing has started a conversation about what makes a difference in terms of our health and well-being on the job. And because of Rick's story and because of your vulnerability and willingness to be here, be out there, be in front of whatever Brandon just said, you know, like you're keeping a conversation alive. I know you're an action guy, you know, do, 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 which is great. But it's like I said, the conversation starts it. The action brings it into reality. OK, it can't ever get birthed if it doesn't come off your tongue. Right. OK.
0: You're willing right. to go that far out there to expose yourself, open up a fucking wound that isn't comfortable to talk about, that isn't cool to fucking, you know, see to, 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 to second guess yourself, to let people know that you're vulnerable, to, to let people know that, that you've made mistakes, that you're not perfect, that you, you know, that you feel these things like, dude, there's not there's not very many fucking people in this world that are willing to go as far as you've gone to this point just to fucking make that change. So don't forget that, dude. Like, you're doing something. If you, you put 100 firemen in a fucking room, 99 of them aren't willing to do what you're willing to do. And you should be commended for that. And that that's a real fucking thing, dude. It's not a cross you have to bury. It's not a burden that's yours. Like, you you have consciously accepted what you have to do right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. nobody forced you to fucking do it that's the difference like you've you've constantly said i'm gonna make this thing better for rick for whoever for rick's son for rick's daughter for whatever like you're like you are that's a that's a big fucking thing dude it's right. a really big thing
1: and we talked about trust earlier hmm. your actions are absolutely re, have reinforced your words specifically today and, and 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 a lot of the words that you've been speaking because i've i'm i've bare uh, i've i've been there when mm. when you're actually doing the stuff, right?
0: It's important work you're doing, dude. It Absolutely. is. It, it's gonna like it's gonna carry like a long way.
4: You have this conversation, right? Your experience, you know, has the potential of altering life,
0: generations.
4: Yeah. Do you get that?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Graham, I, and I'm, I'm just being honest. Okay. That's is uh, I, I I don't. I don't see that yet.
4: Yeah, that's fine. Just remember the word I, "yet," yeah, please. Right. That's and right. and, and An invitation. I
2: mean, people have said that to me, mm-hmm. and you know more than just you guys in here and stuff. And yeah, I don't, I don't see that.
4: Can yet. you? Can. You, and and it, I think mm-hmm. it's
2: just because I'm, st- I'm still wrapped in my own. You are. I can't okay. get out of my vortex yet.
4: So just <laughs> get know? the vortex. Right. Just get it. It's fine. And you don't have to be anywhere but where you're at. And I invite you to just. Consider the possibility that those of us that are out here that aren't in the vortex, you know That you could take on making us right about that
0: Okay, she's like great another fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah, 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 thanks. Yeah, thanks (laughs) So this is a serious question. So what which one hasn't been serious yet? <laughs> um, <laughs> what size is your shoe? Yeah. <laughs> your height. your height wasn't a serious question.
3: <laughs>
0: um, if you were to to mentor, and you're doing it already, but now you have a larger mic to be able to, to reach people. If you were going to tell a new captain how to take care of his guys, what would you tell him? Uh,
2: this- you, you've That's, asked you've yeah, asked yeah. this question before. Oh yeah, and I thought I had a great great plan for an answer. How do you that all? Yeah, up. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Everybody's <laughs> got a plan until they get punched in the face. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it's. <laughs> you know, and I I think I tell a, a lot of, I, I think I've you know told guys this in the past and stuff, and, you know, when it comes when it comes to your guys, and, and it used to be when I when I was a captain on early. My guys met my truck, right? Yeah. That's not my definition anymore. It's for me. It's anybody that's in a blue shirt. That's mm. anybody that's mm-hmm. associated with the fire service. Those are my guys. Those mm-hmm. are my people. Yeah. Those are my members. You know. So it, my world's expanded a lot. And, you know, we we talked about the trust factor and all that stuff, but it's. I've never put myself first. You know, in my role as a captain. You know, and I, I explained this earlier. Where I'm not part of the equation. You know, I'm 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 there to get an outcome for the members. You know, this isn't about me. Mm. And you know, I I find. You know, so so if you're a new guy coming into the captain position and stuff, it, it's it's checking your priorities. What are your priorities? You know, because you know you there's that big cultural thing with, well, it's my first do, it's my this, it's that, it's that, you know, it's my truck, it's whatever, you know, but in reality, it's not, it's your guy, it's your, it's your members, you know, and they're always at the Mm -hmm. forefront and they've always been on the forefront for me. It's just, this whole process has even magnified that bigger for me now, you know, because, you know, I I am trudging through hell, but I'll gladly do it again. Mm. I don't
3: doubt yeah,
2: that. Totally. So it's take care of the guys. It's always take care of the guys. You know, put and, their well-being first. Absolutely, and uh, can constantly put your uh, ego and your pride in check. How do you do it? How do I do it? Mm-hmm. Um. Because you've been a captain for a long time. It it goes back to I'm not. It, we do things for pride and ego, and you know, and Bruno used to say. Uh, ego Eats Brains, and hmm. for about 15 years, I had no idea what the crazy man was talking about. You know, and then it struck me is every time I do something that's either sh- attached to my ego or attached to my pride, I usually get it shoved up my ass for that, you know, because karma does not like me. Right. And then karma is very instant with me. <laughs> right. Mm. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like, you know, I've, I've always worked in... Um, Multi-apparatus stations, you know, so, you know, that one call that you don't take because you just want to get back to the rack. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I pay for that instantly <laughs> with, within five minutes. Right. It, you know, so. You're on the two-hour <coughs> Yeah, so right I've learned that. really quick that I keep my ego and my pride in check. And, you know, and, and I arrange that to where what am I prideful for? Where, where does my ego, where will I let my ego come into play? And it's all about my guys. If you come after my guys. I've seen it. I'm coming after you. I've seen, it. Mm. and I'm coming full force. Yeah, and, and 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 that goes back to it's it just it and that's not just my truck. That's that's the sheepdog in
0: you,
3: right? It it yeah. it, you're, you're it, it truly in is. The sheep. Yeah. yeah, it's my
2: herd. Yep. You know, and I you know, and I, I guess I've always kind of been like that. It's this is truly my family, and it's a family base, and I'll protect my family at all costs.
0: Yeah. I can fully understand that, and relate to it, and. I, I I might I might have said those exact same words already. Right.
2: And it's just, it's in the past, I, I used to let my family do foolish things. And may that be, uh, you, you know, it's like what I tell new captains and stuff. Hey, you know, w- w- when you're looking at the definition of exposure, you've got time, distance, shielding. What are those, can you affect? How do you affect those? And, you know, I, I used to let, you know, my firemen expose themselves when they probably didn't need to. Right. And that's just part of my new. I don't let that happen, right? You know, so because it's unnecessary to me now. Enforce that conversation. And, and all that does is it, it. 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 Granted, it builds ego upon the truck, but it's an ego we don't need.
4: hmm
2: That's a big. Because it's very detrimental. But that's so. the
4: one action right there, right? Like, right. and I don't even know the whole deal, but just in hearing what you're saying, like you're clear in terms of well-being and taking ego out of the equation. No. It's just a new training. Yeah. It's a new way of approaching that. We're yeah. not going to let that play. There's a, there's a cost. It's huge. It's huge.
2: It's all brand new habits that I'm redefining yes. for myself. Nothing wrong with that, dude.
1: Definition right? of evolution, man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Constantly changing. There is no, and shit, I had with Shoemaker the other day. He called and, and uh, we were talking about some stuff. And I just said, hey, dude, there is no end for us, mm. there's only what's next. Right. 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 The end right. for us is death. Like, like there's all, there's always going to be something, dude. Like whether we try to gate it back, settle it down, not do something. It just, we're just, turn not, it off. Yeah. Turn right. it off. We're just not off. built that way. It's just, it's just what's next. Right. This is your next dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether you, whether you realize it or not, it, it slapped you right across the face. No, it's it a, did. It did. A, this is your next. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a cool next. I know it's not, I know it's not fun, I know it's painful and, and, and to go through it. I wouldn't we don't wish it on anybody, but I truly think you're the fucking right guy for it.
1: Yeah, you're the guy that can handle it. Yeah. I'm not sure if I should appreciate
2: that or not. Yeah, I'm sure some days you, you want to give it back. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, there was many I days I wanted, I tried to give it back,
3: and it just it wasn't yeah.
0: going to work. It no, happen, yeah. it's just not. And I just, dude, I, 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 like I said, I honestly think that's that that's what the universe has given you right now, and right, you got to take it and go with it. So, but hmm. I mean. I fucking, I think that was impactful, man. I think like what you what, what you said, like like what you do, how you approach it, the vulnerability that you're willing to show, like, that, hey man, like fucking kudos to you, and it's fucking awesome, and like there needs to be more guys like you. And I think you're a tough motherfucker, you're a bad motherfucker, you've always been that way your whole life. You're giving all those other guys that want to be a little bit vulnerable the permission to now, right? You really are. See,
2: and it's weird because uh, ten years ago I would have never done this. Yep. I, I would have never showed you my vulnerability, mm-hmm. my vulnerable side. Yeah, and, and it's just fact.
0: It was all working up to this, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, true, I, I, truly, I truly believe that it was all working up to this. Like well, I,
1: I could say I got a unique perspective. So we, you know, we all know uh, because we've gone through a hiring process uh, for the fire department, and you end up saying a lot of stuff in your in your in your hiring process, right? Yeah, absolutely. And a thousand times practicing and in however many times you get the chance to do it for real. And, and the lower that number is, typically, the better you feel because you actually got the job, right? And so um, I've, I've listened to you talk a lot and I've listened to you say a lot of things. and uh, But I can also say, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you've lived up to every single one mm-hmm. of them. You've lived up to every single one of them in your career you lived up to him as a firefighter and now you're living up to him as a boss and a supervisor and somebody who's taking care of other people. You did that for Ryan. You did that for your wife and you definitely did that for Rick and you did that for every other person at station five. So, um, uh, uh dude, you are doing it. Yeah. You are doing it for real. And that doesn't, that doesn't come easy, my friend. And so uh, we love you for it. And, uh, Um, We need you to be that example And you are that example Appreciate that
0: When the BC rig shows up They're happy to see you (laughs) They are And you know Often When that BC rig shows up They're not happy to see some people Right They're they're genuinely happy That you're on that rig It's just because I can wheel that BC rig That's (laughs) it Yeah That's it (laughs) Heidi what advice do you have For Dan moving forward Us moving forward Anybody moving forward
4: Gosh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, stay, just keep looking at your commitment. I mean, you, there's an opportunity here. Have grace with yourself. Just have grace with yourself. It's okay to cry. Acknowledge when you're in the, you know, the self-incrimination. Take a deep breath and then cl- take the next action your commitment, and that's how you live. From everything I've heard, that's how you've lived your life. Anyway, it's all right there.
2: And show up for my appointment next week with you. <laughs> 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 Whatever
4: it takes.
1: You don't want to. You don't want to see Brandon or I. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're not Yeah. Like uh, uh,
0: you want to wrap it up?
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, so, um, you know, I think we came into this thinking you know that it was going to be emotional and it absolutely was And but the whole goal that wasn't necessarily for that the goal was is what what all the value that you're actually providing uh to the to yourself to the organization to other people who are going to look for you for that type of guidance and, there, and there's many and more than you probably uh you see necessarily so that's what that's what make the difference is supposed to be, and that's what we're trying with this. and And we knew you were the right guy, and we mm-hmm. were so happy that Heidi would actually sit with us at the same time, as that you know to to <laughs> explain what's going on in our primitive brains. <laughs> right. And um, so I, I really appreciate you doing what you've done. I appreciate you having the courage to, to stand in here because, like Brandon said, this is not this is not an easy thing. So. Thank you. I uh, uh, much appreciate you know just from me personally, and um, and uh, you'll get the love from the rest of the organization. I promise you when they hear this.
0: Yeah, I thought I was. I'm a pussy I'm telling my story. I was all afraid. I'm like, this is nothing. <laughs> Total <laughs> wuss So I just want to make sure it. And you can say no. Um, anyone that wanted to reach out if they're going through a similar thing and. It, it, and they need someone to talk to, how can they get to you? Like shoot you a message on Instagram or something like that?
2: Yeah, I think I do have an account on Instagram. You
0: do, <laughs> you do, yeah. It's like Grove or something. Right. Yeah, I think
2: it's Grove Grover zero, just the number zero. D Grover zero, yeah, yeah. I think that's it.
0: Reach out to them and, and message them there and, yeah, and open that line of communication. A-
2: absolutely. I'll give anybody my phone number. Not on this podcast, but yeah, it's two seventy two <laughs> dick. Um, <Yeah>, That's uh, <laughs> something about eat shit in it, yeah,
0: for sure. And then Heidi, like, uh, put your information out there again as well, because there's people that ask. They like, I knew firemen were going to relate to you, and there's and they've been they, they reach out often. Um, I don't know how, how much they call, but how can how can people get a hold of you?
4: Um, do you want what do you want? Email, phone number, whatever's website, mo- whatever, uh, whatever. The most you, you like the you. best. Yeah. <laughs> um, Phone is easy. That's a six zero two three nine one six zero three two. Email is Heidi at Spring dot com, and um, and that's the website GrowthSpring. dot com. All right.
0: So. so we'll wrap it up. You can find us at Make the Difference Podcast on Facebook, Instagram. Um, you can find the podcast on. Chris, I'm going to fuck this up again. Stitcher, Spotify, Google podcast, Apple podcast, and wherever you can download a podcast. Um, give us your feedback. Uh, reviews are always welcome. Uh, if you want to hear something like something, uh, just tell us whatever you guys want to hear. But Dan can't thank you again, man. I love you, man. Thank you. Like, like thank I said, you. dude, what you did was fucking, right. it's big. It's bigger than, you know. Um, so can't thank you enough. So thanks everybody. Talk to you soon.